RC Healing Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. The gang is all here. Nick. Tapping in. Justin. Sup. Jesse. What's going on? And Sage. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays, guys. Yes. Wow, it's been a while, right? Post holidays. Post holidays, indeed. How about that weather? Happy New Year. Oh, my God. It's cold. This winter it's freaking cold i'm gonna guess that no one got a lot of flying in due to the weather uh, stuck in winter hell <laughs> yeah it's been bad feet and feet of snow where i live cold minus 30 degrees windy nasty and that's actual temperature yeah, and i'm ready not winter right. i am so ready for spring i don't know about you guys so, oh, I, dude, I'm I'm so over the winter already. <laughs> yeah. You have Months no ago, idea. I was ready for spring. Yeah, it's it's horrible. So, uh, what I want to do is spend a little bit of time because obviously, I don't you know unless you guys got some flying in. Let's uh, let's kind of give everybody since it's been a few weeks. Um, how were your How was your holidays? Did you guys get Were you naughty or nice? Did you get coal or did you get new stuff? All that good, all that good jazz. Anything uh, cool happen uh, over the holidays for anybody? I don't, I don't, wow. well, you know, mm. it was just a, it felt very, well, I, I got, I, I think something cool happened. Yeah. Okay. I want to take this. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot so, you win. So for, for one thing, I had a baby. <laughs> baby. <Yeah>. Baby. <laughs> Get in my baby. belly. The other, other white yeah, meat. Yeah, so Samuel <laughs> Matthew Pucci was born on December 13th, um, at a chunky ass eight and a half pounds. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that has basically been my last month or so. Uh, I, I, um, it, it, it's funny. I got sick like the 8th of December, which was like the previous Thursday. And I'm like, this is freaking typical coming into the holidays, the week that we think we're going to have the baby. I'm coming down with a cold. And of course, if I've got a cold, they're not going to let me in the delivering room, right. the delivery room. So uh, yeah. that whole weekend, I basically like laid low and just freaking relaxed, hoping to, to have the thing blow over. And luckily it was a mild cold. So, you know, no big deal. Got done with it. And then, you know, everything started going into motion with the whole pregnancy birth thing on Monday. And then Tuesday it happened. And here we are. I just went back to work this last Monday after a month off. Wow. Now, let me tell you something. (laughs) There is absolutely (laughs) something to be said for uh, the birth of my second son. 
But God damn, it felt good to be away from work for a month. How was your return to work? So, uh, you know, it was so, you know, here's the deal, right? You in your head, you're thinking I'm away for four weeks. They got to change something, right? Something's got to be better. I know it. And I got there and like not only had nothing changed, (laughs) but like two more things went wrong and two more people quit. (laughs) And so it was just like, and they're like, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Can you, uh, can you get on this and fix this for us? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it, you know, return, it is what it is. I didn't expect anything differently, but it was really nice to do a month without work. Uh, without email, without phone calls, because I'll tell you a little secret for those who don't know, at least in Washington, it's the law that when you're on family medical leave, which paternity leave qualifies for, it is illegal for your employee to co- or employer to contact you. And so my company, just to make sure that no one you know shits the bed, turns off email, network access, VPN, everything. Oh, wow. So even if I wanted to stay connected, I couldn't. I'm gonna, I'm nice. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again, Nick. Damn communist state. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's pretty damn fantastic, though, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So I, I came back and I had 2,850 emails. So <laughs> I end up suffering in the end, but at least I didn't have to read him over that last 2850. So, can't you just like hit delete all and see? you did, didn't you? Well, I mean, so here, yeah, well, here, you know, this is what happened, Nick. I'm like 2851. Okay, let's look at number one. All right, yeah, number two, number three. I do this until I get to number six. <laughs> My boss says, How are you doing with emails? And I said, You know what? I'm done. I finished it. Because I just went Mark read all (laughs) because I'll tell you how this works, right? If there's really a problem, that shit's going to find its way to my office. Yes, they'll call. And so I'm just not going to mess with it. So got through emails in about 10 minutes. That worked out really well. (laughs) Um, But but okay, so that's work and baby stuff. And we're talking about helicopters. What happened over the break helicopter wise? You'd think with two kids, you don't really have a lot of time to do shit. And yet, um, it's not all that bad. So, uh, you know, I set off to wrench on some more stuff. Um, I pulled the axon off of the goblin speed uh, because I wanted to do some work on that. And I wasn't really sure where I wanted to put it. Uh, And so, you know... I'm I'm thinking through my my plans here. Is it the Gowie X7 FZ? Is it a Protos? Is it a blah, 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 blah? And then Nick gets in contact with me. He's like, look, dude, here's the deal. I got some helis that, like, I don't think I want anymore. And I'm going to drop a deal on your plate that you absolutely can't refuse, which is fantastic. And you woke Thank up you with man. a horse head in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) And so one thing led to another, and I am now the proud owner, I'm looking at it right now, of a Goblin Black Nitro. Damn. 
I'm looking wow. at the other one. I am touching Nick, you're, the other one. Yeah, you're so that cruel. was that was part one. That Nick, was part you're one. Cruel. <laughs> and part of this, so so I started out with the nitro thing. I'm like, look, dude. So I had already started breaking down the NX7, and man, that thing got the shit kicked out of it. There's not much left. Um, and I, you know, cleaning it up, I figured I'd just sell the parts lot, and it's no big deal. And then I'd move on from there. And so Nick's like, well, what about the black nitro? Not sure I really want to fly it anymore. I'm, you know, I want to focus on electric. And we start talking. And he's like, oh, and by the way, you could have your 770 back, too, if you wanted. <laughs> and I'll throw in a three-blade head and a three-blade tail. And I'm like, dude, screw you. <laughs> this is, at this point, I can't walk away from it. It's like, take my money. And so he did. <laughs> yes, yes um, I did. <laughs> and and so he bank. brought the black nitro down. What was it? Two weeks? Two weekends ago, mm-hmm. Nick? Two weekends ago. Kind of nice. Um, we kind of did a, you know, like a family thing. Kim and Auden and Nick came down. Uh, Charlie and Sam and Marnie and I went out. We went out to dinner. Uh, did the trade on the black nitro and the, the head and tail parts. And then I think... I'm going to get the 770 soon. Oh, I forgot it. it. used to be in. I, for, it's, I oh, forgot it back go. in Montana. It didn't. It didn't. Okay. Well, I'm only kidding. It's I'm, here. I'm touching it. He's touching it. He's touching it. He's touching it right Hopefully only with your hand. Oh, he's uh, sure. It. Keep touching it. You just Rub keep it. telling yourself that. Rub it a little harder, Nick. A little faster. A little harder. <laughs> faster. 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 Start. No, it's here. Nothing a little Windex can't fix. <laughs> Maybe some sanitation wipes. <laughs> yeah, sanitation wipes, that's right. You got plenty of those. Alcohol. Got plenty of acetone. those, I bet, laying around. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. So that's exciting. I'll put a diaper on it. <laughs> yeah, so that that's sort of, that's about the biggest news I've got, like, that's heli-specific. Nice. So, you know, there's always a twist when you get shit from Nick. We talk this through, and he's like, yeah, I'll break it down. I'll get it to you, and it's no big deal. <laughs> and then we do the dinner thing, and we're walking back to the car. He's like, oh, yeah, I actually I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to on it, so you're going to have to do a little bit of work. He hands it to me. The fucking thing is fully built. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like it's ready all to fly. he did. Yeah, all he did was grab it off his wall and put it in the truck. It's got all of his servos. It's got a V-Bar Neo on it. I'm like, what the hell is this, dude? <laughs> and what did I say? I said, I'll, I'll come back down and get that stuff after get you take stuff, it out. Yeah. And no, my excuse was, well, I wanted you to see how it goes together when it's complete. So Right, <laughs> yeah. The Goblin Nitro is way different than the other yeah. Goblins, so... Very advanced. Yeah, that's it. Very advanced. This is technical shit. Yeah. Something a rocket scientist yeah. would struggle with. Yeah. Interesting. So in the end, I'm just sort of chipping away at the nitro and pulling shit off and, you know. Nice. Also cleaning up some other stuff. NX7 is going to get sold in bits and pieces. I what think motor? they're going to sell the TDR1. Yeah, what motor? What motor's going in the nitro? What motor is going in the nitro? Yep. So right now it has Dan's uh, infamous Tarek <laughs> 91. Oh, arch nemesis. <laughs> and Nick's like, dude, it's been flying awesome for five gallons. And I'm thinking in the Not back of my mind. five gallons. No, it's got, a, or three it's ga- got three two gallons. gallons through it. And that was after okay. I re-ringed it, broke it in on the new settings. It's got like right. all the updated parts. It is good to go. And I'm thinking to myself, do you 
dare me to run that engine because I think I'm going to pull it into a hover and the thing will literally just eat itself. I'll make you a, de- I'll make you a deal seconds. on it. <laughs> He's already- oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, science says one man can only blow up one engine so many times. <laughs> That's fair. We should talk offline then, Dan. So I don't know, Jesse, is the answer. I've okay. got two 91 3DSs sitting around. I've still got the Turek that's in that came out of the NX7, which doesn't look like it's in bad condition. And then I've yeah. got this one that maybe Dan and I will make a deal on. I don't know. So you're gonna have like four nitro motors. I got four he nitro motors. Four. I got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I do. I Plenty do. Plenty of choices. That's right. <laughs> it's like a bending nice. machine. Blew that one up. <laughs> put a quarter in and pop out the next. Most people engine. carry spare blades, not Justin. No nope. spare motors. Spare, <laughs> spare motors. <laughs> I'm drinking hot yeah, apple so pie through uh, a straw. Just you yeah, are. Just in case anybody. True statement. It's so okay. You know, you brought up the alcohol, and then this is my last thing. I'll get off the stage. I promise. You know what I'm drinking, Dan? Miller Lite. No, no shit. It's called a jackhammer. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Is it a drink yeah. or a, just like a what? What I mean, no, it's a drink. A drink called it's, a jackhammer. Uh, it's, it's basically half and half Jack Daniels and amaretto, like almond liqueur. Wow. Oh. Pretty badass. Jackhammer. Jackhammer. Sweet. Who's next? Kate, go ahead. I have nothing. I'll, well, then I'll go. <laughs> no, I had a good Christmas. It was, it was. I I don't know. I felt like it was normal, like nothing spectacular, nothing extravagant, Were you naughty or nice. Uh, I was. I'm always naughty, but um, it, it froze to the point where for a two week period, I actually couldn't get into the trailer because it had like kind of rained. And then the rain where I got it parked is a really bad spot, as now I found out. I parked it about six inches too far towards the shop, so the runoff from the roof on the shop runs on the (laughs) roof of the trailer, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't really hurt anything, except that water runs down kind of like around the door seal and then freezes, and you cannot get the door open. So I just left it. <laughs> I, I I gave it an honest like college girl try. I came out here and was college like, uh, 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 yeah, nope. I'm going back in the house. Cold, yeah, cold, too cold. So no, that's it, huh? that's, yeah. so that's a, pretty sad for me. You're boring, man. You're boring. Anything else? I mean, you gonna Did- leave us at that? Come on, Nick. You didn't do anything. Man. Nothing. Jeez, you suck. No, I You're locked out of your trailer. I bet I was locked out of the trailer. Um I still haven't I did get my sim installed over on the Windows side of my computer so that I could fly it. As far as I know, Apple still hasn't put out an update that solves the external So what happened? I, I did a little bit of research for those who are messaging me like, dude, how come my V control doesn't work with uh, next, it's not Next's fault. It's Apple's fault because they put out when they went to Sierra. It's a it's a something to do with all external input devices. A lot of them got affected. 
So as far as like tablets, like drawing tablets and any sort of weird external device that can be an input, uh, they had a problem. And that's what actually happened that screwed up uh, the V control to work with the next SIM since it all plugs in USB. So for those of you who have Mac, uh, get boot camp. Hmm. Don't, up, don't upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> don't upgrade. Yeah. Or if you did, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't upgrade. No, I haven't upgraded. Dan, you don't even know your password to upgrade. <sighs> but you know, the, the funny thing is, yeah. here's the funny thing. This is messed up. So, you know, so you you guys might be able to tell the audio is a little different. I am. I actually came out to Nick's uh, to record the show, which is, by the way, the reason we didn't do a show last week and as we were planning uh, was because. I had forgotten that I, you know, we'd planned for me to come out. Uh, I'd forgotten that I had agreed at work to handle a shift um, on the night we were due to record. So that just kind of threw a wrench in the works. But so I'm here and we're hanging out in the trailer. And uh, of course, Nick gets uh, everything set up and I, I sit down and I open up his computer and, you know, it's password protected. Now, keep in mind, I've used Nick's computer a handful of times, typically when I'm here. Uh, to do an edit or do a recording or, or something. So maybe a handful of times, four or five times. I just sit down and pop, pop, pop. That's the password. It's just like, boom, first try. <laughs> 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 so apparently we need to change all of Dan's life passwords to my password. Yeah. Then we can, and then good to go. Okay. At least then you can help him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think you forget your own passwords out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> that could be. Probably. Self-hatred, self-loathing. <laughs> You just want the fight. So, so part of the Every reason time you get to log in, you know, part of the reason I'm here, and unfortunately, so um, my Mac took a shit. The Mac. It's the one, the one that I've been oh, hauling came a around. Computer. Actually, that's what I'm looking at doing, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a Windows machine, oh, no, and mainly because I don't no, want to fork no. out another three grand for a Mac. Yeah, but look how what, look what, how much awesome what happened gave to you. it. The same thing that happened last time. It it started doing so, the weird screen. Like, remember, Jesse, you helped me through, and we were having it, no... And then, yep. so I took it in, and, and they found a solder joint, right? Yeah. And they fixed it, and it did. I don't know. That's been... Shit, that's been a while. It's been eight eight months, nine months, maybe a year. I don't remember yep. specifically, but... So that was... You know, it'd been working, and then all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. How how I realized it wasn't work Because, you know, I'm working nights, and um, I, um, I was... I was sleeping and I kept, I'm like, what is that? You know, the sound your Mac makes when it boots up, that, that tone it makes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, I kept hearing that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's and so my computer would, it's in, it's, it's in this constant reboot loop. Oh, and I'm like, what? And I look over at the screen and it's yellow. Oh, and it's I, never yellow. A typical Mac color. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, and then it's just constantly making that, that tone that it makes when it's rebooting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a familiar problem. So, of course, it was right before the holidays when that happened. And then, um, so I called the guy and told him it was um, doing the same thing when he fixed it last. It's a, a shop in, in town that uh, fixes computers, Macs, and both. PCs as well, but of course it's you know Christmas holidays, and he's like, "Well, 
yeah, I'll take a look at it, but um, it's going to be, t- you know, first week in January before I can get a chance to, to figure out what's going on. So anyway, it just, I'm going to have them look into it and see if it's something silly and they can fix it again. And if they fix it again this time, I'm immediately taking everything off of it and just getting rid of it. Probably give it to Nick. He can use the screen for yeah. for photo stuff. But So yeah, I'm here, and obviously the weather in Montana has been spectacular. Suntan <laughs> lotion weather. Yeah. Um, Cold as hell, snowy. Lot, and it just, every time I walk out of my house, there's another inch or two of snow. And it's, it's, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm over it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I just can't deal with it. And I come here, I come here and everything, you know, it's, looks like fall back home here now. This is what fall looks like. And Nick and I, and, uh, Jesse and Jesse's wife and, and Kim, we went to dinner tonight and I, we're walking, we're walking out to the truck and Nick's like, uh, don't you have a coat? <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's summer here. No, it is absolutely it's not. It's summer. like 20 degrees. And for the record, dude, it's cold as shit here. Yeah, and okay, it's Dan, like 50 degrees summer. temperature. To be no, it's not. To be fair, t- difference. This it's the difference. last couple days is the the first days that we have had without snow. I don't know, on Sage. The they're whining, aren't they? No, well, no, no. It has been an yeah. I. That's what it sounds like to me. Because relative to Montana, we are in a paradise. Yeah, tropical heat wave. Yeah, Yeah, relative. But relative to normal for here, (laughs) it's been miserable. And Sage is right along there with me. He's dealing with that shit. Nasty cold and snow, too. Yeah, I don't have feet of it, but, I mean, I got too much of it. Dude, a a skiff is too much of it is really what it boils down to. Well, at this point... It's been here for two weeks. So, yeah, nothing really heli related. Uh, I mean, the, the, I went to get, uh, I brought the 770 back and I went to get it out of the trailer. When I opened the door of the trailer, I pushed snow with the door of the trailer <laughs> as I was opening it. Oh, jeez. Is that <laughs> ridiculous or what? So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's a no go. We're flying at this this point in the game. I mean, yeah, it's a negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. The pattern is full. It's just too cold, too much mm-hmm. snow, and not dealing with it. So the holidays for me, you know, I don't really, I've never really done. Um, Christmas is not a big. It just never for my family. It just never was a big deal, you know. Uh, so we didn't. I guess I ended up going to my brother's, uh, which was nice. We had a Christmas dinner, and then I went to work because I worked on Christmas. And um, that's really about it. Was I naughty or nice? I don't know. I got a – my brother <laughs> bought me and – because my other brother came out. All all of us were together for Christmas this year, which was kind of nice. But uh, Dale, my brother who typically buys uh, – whatever's whatever happens to be at the checkout counter at Costco or right near it. <laughs> that's what that's what me and my other brother get from him. So uh, this year it happened to be a um, bone saw. A bone saw, yeah, like for hunting. A bone like, saw. Jesse, Jesse knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's a uh, for hunting. Yeah, and I do a lot the of Montana hunting. Montana gift. 
Or cutting up people. <laughs> if it gets cold got enough, bones. Yeah. it's cold enough, you just never know. Well, he has been acting kind of funny. Maybe he'll want a bone saw. Yeah, I can't. The, the neighbor to the right's a little on the skinny side, but the neighbor on the left, a little meat on her bones. So, yeah, I got a bone saw. How exciting How is that? How big is it? I don't know. It's like a nine-inch bone saw. <laughs> Justin's like, you want it? Have you used it yet? Uh, it's, you ever cut anything actually, pretty sweet with it? It's yeah. actually in the back of my car as we speak. So, Ooh, like in the window? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a hatch, it's a hatchback. <laughs> it's, on, it's in a gun rack in the back of the window. With a bucket yeah. and a gallon of bleach next to it. And some lye. Yeah. <laughs> and a blue tarp. <laughs> you need to have a blue... Oh, no, Visqueen. You need to have clear Visqueen and duct tape. And yeah. some acid. <laughs> Hey, I watch movies. I've read myself a John Grisham book or five. And a shovel and a pickaxe. Oh. Yeah. And some saran wrap. Okay. <laughs> it's all there. The kit is complete, and it's there. So, you know, be nice to me tonight, Nick. You never know what'll happen. Promise? <laughs> so who's next? Jesse, you must have had a good... Hey, I, uh, I go you, next. You, had, uh, you got the whole family thing going. Your Christmas must have been kind of cool. Yeah, no, it it was good. If you remember back, though, man, it's been it's been a long time since I've been on here with you know kind of the the little spurt of craziness at work. Oh, that's right, a little bit, a lot of travel, a little bit of traveling. Yeah. So, yeah, I got stuck going to Houston for two weeks, and then off to New York one week as well. So, gotta go over to the east side of the country, not to the fun part of New York or what I would consider to be the well known part of New York, to the west side of the state. In I see. Yeah, it's a little Sorry. little town. Actually, really, really small town. So, traveling a little bit for work. Once luckily. you go west of Syracuse, you're just in Buffalo. That's <laughs> it. Just, yeah. So, right. if, yeah, I flew into Buffalo, and then yeah, it was like about an hour. Really shitty winter Buffalo. No, there. Well, there actually wasn't any snow at the time. It snowed a little bit, but there wasn't any on the ground. Um, so, got lucky there with with the weather, considering it was the first week in December. Um. So yeah, traveling a little bit for work, looking looking forward. I don't think that's going to be too much of a concern, at least not like I thought it was going to be. Um, as far as the holidays go, though, yeah, had had some really uh, had a really good time. It was actually really nice this year because so usually, you know, for for Kayla and I, we kind of get it, typically that the holidays ends up being this more more of a stressful. We got to worry about going to all these parties and all these things because you got to remember both sides of my family live you know, kind of in the surrounding area within, let's say, 20, 25 minutes of my house. And then one side of her whole family lives also in this area. And then the other side of her family is on the other side of the state. So we don't really do much uh, for the holidays. We don't them, call but... those families at your size. That We call them clans. Clans. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, a ga- it's a gang, cult, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, cult. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the Salmonson uh, cult. But, but this year, it was... It was Nice because so my brother playing football for WSU he had a they had a bowl game this year in California so my side of the family basically took off for the bowl game everyone left Christmas morning and took off so we really <laughs> only had to do kind of <laughs> Kayla's side of the family for Christmas so it was really nice because we actually got a chance to stay a little bit longer at a grandparents' house stay a little bit longer at her parents' house um, and kind of actually get a chance to talk and catch up with people and then the following weekend being New Year's weekend. We kind of did, you know, my side of the family stuff. So two Christmases. 
Oh, man. Two Christmases. Holy cow. Nice. Probably like five Christmases. Oh, you better you better <laughs> got a lot of cool shit. Did you get a lot of cool shit? I did get a lot of a lot of good stuff. Bet you Let's didn't see, get God. a bone saw. <laughs> did you get a bone saw, Jesse? I did you get any get a, heli stuff? No, I did not get any heli stuff. I mean, Home Home Depot gift card and Lowe's gift card. Can oh, that's deck good out the stuff. garage garage a little more, oh, yeah. you know. But um, no. So overall, good holidays, kind of relaxing. Uh, my brother's been home the last couple weeks. Just took off. I guess it's last weekend now, but he was home for two weeks after the bowl game. So that was fun. Got a chance to catch up and hang out with him since playing football. You know, I think that was the first time he'd been home in six or seven months. Um, so that was fun. And then, you know, focusing in, got a not quite to the point where Justin's at, but I'm four and a half months out from a similar experience if uh, all goes well. Dun, so dun, Kayla's dun. doing great with the baby. We actually go in. On Monday, so when the sh- the day the show's released for the, it'll be about twenty one weeks at that point for the full anatomy ultrasound. So the the long oh. one. Count, count the fingers, count the are toes. Are you gonna find out what it is? I don't think we are. I like that. We're gonna leave I it. Like that. We're gonna let it be a surprise. That's sissy. You now, no, I don't. I, don't I think like so. it. I like it. Just K- traditional. Kayla is Kayla is all for she. She's like telling me, but what are we gonna buy for clothes? What are we gonna paint the room? And I'm like. I'm like, you're going to have to give me a real reason. I'm not buying that crap. No, you guys have two clans. You don't have to buy shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Clan Salmonson will come through. Don't worry. It'll all work out. <laughs> we tight. No. Um, so, yeah, every, everything's going. You know, I, I tell people, everyone asks, oh, how's she doing? How's she's doing? I say, honestly, if she wasn't starting to show, I would forget she was pregnant. So everything is just going really, really well for her, which is Awesome. We could not ask for a better pregnancy so far. Yeah, you just wait, buddy. Knock on wood. I, I say yeah, that, you just I wait, say buddy. That like, <laughs> I say that like we, <laughs> like I don't have to do anything, right? But, Has you she know. got the cravings yet, Jesse? Yeah, a little bit. So There's just like some, some weird smells will set her off, you know, like she, I can't cook meat in the house anymore. For some reason, that just almost makes her <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. That's not a, that's not a minor thing. You can't cook meat? <laughs> no, in the house. I, like I any tra- meat? I have a Traeger. We can cook chicken, but for some reason, beef and pork, I, I don't know what it is. So, But I, I, I use my Traeger three, four times a week all through the winter as well. I mean, it's, Ah, okay. So okay. We, we cook hardly anything in the house anyways. Um, so, that, so that's not a big deal. But no, as far as the cravings, no, not not too oh, bad. Oh, you so just wait, buddy. Doing really well. She'll turn around one day and be like, you did this to me. <laughs> 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 this is all your fault and, i want it out now well, it it's out actually yeah it's all fun and games uh, until <laughs> i'm gonna say about 36 or 37 36 weeks, and that's when shit starts Ick, getting real what the hell do i do <laughs> he's gonna kill i told me. you dude to this day the first one with charlie it was like, yeah, we're ready for a baby. We got the we got the room, we got the crib, we've got like all the clothes and shit. And then we had him and all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute. After Marnie's done with maternity leave, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this kid? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah. buying a boat and not knowing where to put it. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh <laughs> And I'll so tell you what, man, dock space is fucking expensive. <laughs> So so luckily it's, it's time perfect. So, 
So so Kayla will have the baby, and then she'll have three and a half months off because she works at the school. And then we're still undecided if she's even going to go back to work. So we will see. Don't it's do either it. it's working about 15, either her working, you know, 15 hours a week or so, or just not going back at all. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. Nice. Excited? But, oh yeah. Pop, no, pop I, I'm excited. It's, it's, it's starting to, uh, it's starting to feel a little bit more real. Yeah. So I'm sure it will continue as we approach June. I'm so. just really excited that I get to be that bad uncle that you don't leave your kids alone with. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Nick's the only one available. <laughs> we'll stay home. Do we really need to go do, do we yeah. really need to go out yeah. tonight? Like your, your whole family's busy, Caleb? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> What about that creepy uncle who lives in the basement? Yeah. Is he available? Wait a minute. You took him yeah. shooting? Well, yeah. Without pants? Yeah. <laughs> it was warm. Shooting without pants. It was warm. <laughs> yeah. He had rubber boots. It was okay. <laughs> it's all good. Oh. Uh, Excellent. So, yeah. Other, other than that, I actually, since the last time I've been on, I have gotten in a little bit of flying, but um, got in about 10 flights on the... Um, protos just kind of shaking timid I, I really didn't know what to do actually so no, no it, it was good like went over to troy's and got got in a few flights on the protos but oh other my god than that, it's flying what now four yes. weeks what yeah. now oh my goodness so that's about all for me i guess that leaves sage and apparently sage actually has some news yeah actually uh i finally had that fabled New compass kit show up. Dreams do come oh, true, Dan. Dreams do come true. <laughs> well, Can Sage, you even believe it. What you did was know it a complete kit? Is that I? Yeah. I actually entered you for the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, they think you're dying, Sage. <laughs> that explains oh, come it. On, they man. think you're dying. <laughs> that oh, man. is cool. <laughs> Next time you're in public, you better you better fake a cough or something. Lord, I have to shave my head now. <laughs> could could you cough a little more during the video? <laughs> yeah, maybe put some face paint on. Get you know a little bit more pale look. Some dark, dark, oh, oh. dark shit under your eyes. You know, you're you're going to hell, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh jeez. So tell us oh, about it, man. I saw the video. Well, yeah. Okay, so I I actually just got it. What, whatever was that. Wednesday, Thursday, was that yesterday? Uh, and just got it. And days ago. no, must have been Wednesday. Must have been Wednesday. I got it. It there's a whole snafu. So it got shipped like it. I want to say like the 28th of December or something like that. And uh, and everything's all been resolved now. But there were some issues with the choice of mailing style. And uh, uh, anyway, it finally got to me. And so I did the unboxing video yesterday. And so today I got off work at about four and I, I go, okay, well, I can't, I can't finish everything right now because unfortunately I have to send the ESC I got back to Gropner so they can take a look at it because it's not, it's not playing right with the three digi. It's not playing right with telemetry for some reason. And I can't, it's not letting me update or change the firmware so there's something going on with it, and I'm going to send it back to Is Grapner German? 
Um, they are, but they have uh, they've got full service here in the U.S. So I, don't, I don't have to send they, it to Germany. They don't have a history of playing right with many people. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Nick. God. But they're they're being really gracious. They're more than willing. I'm sending them uh, 3Digi and the ESC back, and they're going to put the 3Digi on their analyzer, and they're going to try and, and, and get it playing right. The The issue is on the ESC's end. So, um, oh, I got gotcha. you. Some of their ESC models are 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 just fine, um, and some of the ESC models, the ones with the BEC, we're finding are having some sort of problem. So basically, hmm. what'll happen is you're supposed to be able to daisy chain the telemetry modules in the Grappner system, mm-hmm. and so if I try to access the ESC through telemetry, and it's the only thing in the system. It's fine. I can access it through my transmitter. It's great. I can change all the settings. I get all the telemetry. It's awesome. The second I daisy chain the three digi in, I lose the ESC. I still have the three digi and I've got all the tuning stuff for it, but you know, I kind of want to have both things. I don't have to swap plugs to get it to work. I want it to work like it's supposed to work. So they but they're, they're working on it. So they're going to see what they can do. So oh, that's kind of cool. My motivation was a little bit, you know, not quite there, especially with the weather too. And I was thinking, uh, I don't know, this kit's probably going to sit for a little while. Anyway, I get home from work today and I pull it out and I go, okay, well, I'm going to start messing with it. Three and a half hours later, it's built. Sans electronics. <laughs> uh, this is, okay. So the Goblin 500, I thought for the longest time, you couldn't make an easier helicopter to build. No, the XO is easier to build. This freaking thing, it's, the build is literally. That's because it comes built 90% already. Yup. Remove bolt, Loctite bolt, reinstall bolt. Oh, really? Like, that's the freaking whole build. Yeah, and the head and the tail are both super simple. Uh, They're both, neither of them have a spindle. So they're both on a hub. That's always super fast. Yeah, um. And then everything fit. There was nothing. There were no problems. Fit, fin- fit and finish was excellent. So, yeah, this thing just flew together. Yeah, it was amazing. Now, is it? I can't like, wait to fly it. Is it? Uh, let's see. How do I put it? Is it like pinion gear, main gear style helical or? No, it's belted. Uh, Full belt. Uh, motor dual belt yeah, or yeah. single belt. Dual belted. Dual belted. Okay. Yep. Dual Dude, stage main or motor single belt? stage? Single stage. Okay. Uh the the main uh the main motor belt is like I want to say it's like twelve millimeters tall, maybe it's ten millimeters tall. It's huge. It's insane. Yeah. Huh. Nice. And that uh that what's main the tail gear? assembly like? Uh the tail assembly is just like just like a Kronos or a 7HV or a 6HVU, it's just a little bit different in dimension, but the construction's the same as they've always been. Uh, two side plates that house the bearings, and uh, the new grips, I believe, will work on um, the other large models, too. Oh, like interesting. So it's a, it's a 500? Is it a true yep. 5? Like, is that what yep. it's swinging, is 500? Is it-, it comes with 515s. Okay, is it a big 500? Is it a small 500? I'm going to say big. It, 
It is with the canopy on. It's canopy's big. huge, dude. The canopy is giant. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's got all, it's got damn near as much presence as a Goblin Five Hundred. If the boom wasn't black, if it was a fluorescent color, because the boom is that teardrop shape, so it's like tall uh-huh. side profile. If it was a if it was a bright color, it'd be right in the same visibility scheme. So you think or, like, does it share six HVU boom? Diameter? No, because it's got this weird yeah, it's shape. Oh, okay. The control rod goes inside the boom. Uh, yep. So it's got like so, a it's like so a people it's like aren't stretching it then. Not yet. No, there won't be any stretching it unless there's a factory kit that I know okay, of. Okay, like maybe a five fifty or something. Yeah, you can always um, duct tape and, on a couple it, more inches. <laughs> That's what Nick does every yeah. night. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. It's Even a, was like, yeah. It's a buckle and strap <laughs> method. I got to t- Duct tape is remarkably hard to remove from your ass, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a little turpentine. <laughs> Damn. Um, shut it down. Yeah. I swear. Wow. Everyone yeah. had to cut. Everyone, everyone's like, did he just say turpentine? Well, we know you got that from your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. God. So is that it? Anything else exciting? Um, How was your holidays? Holidays were good. Um my brother uh got me a starter. Uh so I've got a starter for the nitro. Uh my fiance Jenna got me a switch glow. So I've got that for the nitro. So I've just got a few uh little uh, I've got like I think I've got 50 bucks worth of parts I got to order for that thing and a throttle servo. What kind of starter did you get? Um, it is uh, it's a, like a Hobbyco starter. Uh, oh, there you go. Torque Master 90. Yeah, Torque Master 90. That'd be it. Is it the Wackadick attachment on the end of it or the... <laughs> <laughs> Do not you know, use that, dude. Yeah, if it's the Wackadick, you want to be careful. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure what that well, no, is. You just got to make sure to keep the tip in. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, well played. Obviously, you did that, Jesse. <laughs> um, the wackadick is it's got the uh, it's got the cup. I'm so, really disappointed that after nine years in this hobby, I just came up with wackadick attachment. <laughs> it's got the cup. So the, uh, the starter one actually just it's like uh, you could use it to start an airplane. You know, it's got the the rubber. Okay, cup. yeah, yep. You just, this thing does have that, but I I'm not exactly sure because whatever I do, I have to end up with the one way on the starter. Because I got you. The, Sage, I know some people that know some people that know some people that sold their nitro. I'll send you something to remove your wackadick problem. Yeah, you don't want the wackadick. No. Okay, I got you Fair covered. Enough. There's a Thanks, gazillion yeah, dollar here's the deal, man. Sullivan Wan that like works. The, the dick sore okay. will go away. But when you <laughs> when you bust a fucking hundred and twenty dollar set of blades, yeah. that doesn't go the away. The fear yeah. never goes away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fear, for sure. <laughs> the pain Don't subsides, but the fear's there. It's a constant. Yeah. Yeah. I dealt with that. I dealt with the with that for so long. Of course we all did. That's still all we had for a long time, but mm-hmm. I had, you guys never, Dan, did you have any miniature aircraft models? Uh, no, I didn't. No one else here no. has a night, has had a nitro, huh? They had. I have. No, not a, not the, not the flexible wand one. 
Oh, no, 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 no. no. Not like a Fury or whatever. They actually had a six millimeter male shaft sticking out of the top. And you put your, or no, it wasn't, it was just a round shaft. And your starter wand was flexible. Like completely flexible. And you had to slide that over that. And the one way bearings were inside the end of the starter wand. And boy, let me tell you. Hmm. It was always the biggest adventure hit and start on that because you had to you had to like pre-bend the wand so that when you hit it it would stay like that cuz if you just went straight down that wand would start to bow out like like a bowstring and man when that thing came out of there it was hauling ass yeah it was haul it was so dangerous it was a sketchy setup I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that yeah that sounds horrible. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah, the the setup on this nitro uh, once it's done is it's pretty much the aligned setup, um, except for it does not have the one way in the stack. Yeah, the Sullivan one's the way to go. After all that, right sh- on. I shit looked I at that, Justin. I, I got one. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Is that it? Does that wrap it up? I think that wraps it up for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to go into some news. And we do have one news story that's of some relative importance. Slightly. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, kind of come out with it. You know, we, uh, after 262 episodes, including this this show you're listening to now, and seven years, um, we have come to a collective agreement that um, RC Hilly Nation, as of this episode, ep- as of this episode, will no longer continue to produce shows. Retiring. We are retiring RC Hilly Nation. Retirement. We are going to kind of go over the reasons and and kind of each of us give our own thoughts on what's going on and and one thing that we want to. There's one thing that I, as we, as we go over these, as we're each kind of expressing our thoughts on this, I, I, it's important to me that, that um, we understand that there are going to be some listeners that are uh, sad, upset maybe, um, but th- this isn't a bad mind as you're, as you're uh, listening to what we're going to be saying here. And another thing um, to keep in mind is, you know, we, it's important that we all as a group, uh, kind of, uh, express our, our thoughts and our gratitude towards everybody that supported us. But it's also important for our listeners to understand that we aren't leaving the hobby, uh, individually. Um, uh, we, we just want to experience and enjoy the hobby as citizens, regular citizens, just doing our thing, flying when we want to fly, and pursuing other interests as well, because uh, life goes on, right? Um, one thing, you know, I don't even know really, I'm going to let somebody else start, because I, I kind of want to go over some, uh, I, I kind of want to see what, what everybody else is going to say, but I, you know, some of the things that I want to go over, and uh, as as we're going through this um this last episode is I want to talk about some very memorable moments um, that I can, that 
that have meant a lot to me throughout the time. Cause there's been so many, but there are a few things um, that stick out and I kind of want to talk about that. And there's a lot of folks who have been a part of this over the years that I want to mention as well. Oh yeah. Um, there's been so many great people that have supported us in number in a number of ways from, from advertisers who don't even exist anymore to, uh, you know, hosts that we no longer hear from that are, you know, some of them are in the hobby still, uh, some of them aren't, um, so who who wants? I mean, I don't know how how you guys want to attack this, but does anybody want to just kind of kind of kick it off? I know uh, one thing that I know Justin and and Nick really want to. We're going to talk a lot about the the details of what our plans are moving forward, as far as you know, what does this mean for things like the Fun Fly, and for you know maybe we've got some apparel, or we want to continue to be involved in some way through maybe our Facebook page. That that type of stuff. So, here's your chance, guys. Who yeah, wants to go I can, first? I can roll with that. Well, I'll touch on some of the the technicalities first, and then kind of give us all a chance to, you know, give our personal reasons. Because I think there's a lot. You know, we we hang it out there on the show every week, quite a bit. So you know, we don't hide a lot as far as you know what's really going on with personal lives. But I do think it's. I think we owe it. I personally owe it to everyone to kind of help explain and understand. But as far as the show goes, we're going to keep the website up. Uh, we're going to thin it down a lot, take the comments off. Uh, we're going to take the citizen registration off. Uh, those of you who have signed up recently, we kind of had a, a big boost. Uh, you might be seeing a reimbursement from us. We're not, you know, that's not how we roll. So we want to make sure that we're square there. Um, it, uh, the single most important thing to us was that, you know, we have, we've recognized that not only after 260 plus episodes, have we created a lot of laughs and shenanigans and fun for everyone, but there has been a lot of technical information and topics that we've gone over. So all of the episodes are still always going to be there. Uh, we have, uh, the help from, you know, some amazing people, uh, dude, man, Larry and some listeners. I'm not going to name his name just because I don't know if he wants to remain anonymous, but a very good friend of ours that is going to help make us, ha uh, help us make that happen so that these episodes will always be out there. RC Heli Nation is, you know, we're a part of the hobby. We've been a part of the hobby for a long time. And, and our biggest fear was like, we can't let all of this content go. Um, so that will for sure be there. Uh, Justin has stepped up and said, you know, hey, guys, okay, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of all on the same page here, but no way in hell, and we all agree, uh, are we going to shut that fun fly down? We've put too much into it, and there is just, there's too much laughter and we think that we've created something way unique um, that just we haven't seen anywhere else and we had the opportunity to do it the way that we want it. So uh, we are going to continue to do the just the, to do the fun fly. Justin's going to run the lead on that like he has in the past. Uh, 
it'll probably it'll be a little bit different as far as we're not going to do a live show there but i mean attitude or uh the you know events that whole sort of a thing i don't foresee any change in that same people same everything just minus a live show i mean Still going to be the fun. There's still going to be copious drinking yes, Saturday there's night. Yes, there's still going to be. Even if the show hasn't happened. Yes, and I got, We'll just get yeah. started earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So that's not going to change there. Um, yeah, again, you're still going to have all the shows available. The website's still going to be there. It's just going to be much more, uh, more slimmed down version, which, you know, we're going at this now where you know we're not dealing with advertisers anymore all of that so we are really trying to go to a a budget friendly version as we can on our end uh you know because we won't have any advertiser income coming in Uh, so we are going to put up uh on the website down at the bottom uh we're gonna put up a donate button for paypal that uh, i I'm giving you my word 100%. Any money that goes into that is just going to go to keeping the the cost of the website up and running and the the server fees for the show. That's it. I mean, and the period. fun fly. And the fun fly. And, and yeah. And the fun fly. Any extra that we get from that is going to roll right back into the fun fly. Apparel, you're still going to be able to buy the apparel until we get to the point where there's none left or we don't see it moving anymore. Um, and that's going to get donated uh, out, you know, to fun flies and, and to our fun fly. We're going to take, um, we're just going to, you know, we're going to rock and keep the fun fly going. And, and we're going to keep contributing to the fun fly from the business side of it until there is financially nothing left of the business. And then, you know, we, uh, Justin obviously doing his big misfile thing is going to stay totally rocking and involved in the hobby and you know who knows they might be able to to take the fun fly over but we just don't we don't want anyone that made plans to come to rchm5 to change their plans because you're not going to be disappointed um let's see that 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 i'm going through my mental checklist other thing which is a really big thing to me and since this is our last episode i really get to say it how i want to say it we have uh you know with the addition of sage we are probably what i would call some of the tightest group of friends uh within this hobby outside of the podcast as well i can assure you guys it, because you know we see a lot of dirt as as the years go by and oh there must have been something who was the one this is not anything like that this is four friends sitting down being like all right guys you know what we don't what we didn't want to do is every episode that we've come on we've want to give it to you guys real and at a certain point if you start if you do what we do for this long, the day that you show up and you say, I'm just doing this just to do it, not because I really want to, that's when it changes. And that's something that we've always given a word that we don't want to do. We never wanted to do. 
So the cool part is, is that we all happen to be a pretty reasonable group of guys and we are really good friends. So we were able to sit down and talk about that. There's no drama. There's no bad nothing. Like Dan said, he's sitting here recording with me. We all just went out to dinner. I just went down and saw Justin. This is not people breaking up for any bad reason or anything yeah. like that. It's actually the opposite. It's for it's four and five people sitting down and respectfully talking to each other like friends. Like, you know, I'll be damned, but after... After 260 plus episodes, <laughs> I just don't have much to say anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's a hard, yep. hard thing to come to. Uh, I want to assure everyone that we have, we talked about every option that you could think of times 10. Do we drop back to every two weeks? Do we only do this or do we only do that? All of those things have been discussed. And it's it's pretty rare in the here's my air quotes entertainment industry that <laughs> yeah yeah I would call us that sure. that's, all right. that's okay I'll take yeah we'll take it well sure. I think it's yeah. really rare that four people that work together that get to be such good friends remain such good friends that they have an opportunity after this long of doing it to sit down and say. I think it's time to go out on top. Let's not let us let's not let us get ourselves into that spot where, you know, the animosity shows up and the and the this and the drama and that. We all are smart enough and uh, you know, have remained close enough to go, you know, I think it's time. And everyone just gets it and everyone respects each other. So we hope that you guys really understand that and listen to what I'm saying, and, and take it exactly at that face value, which is what it is. Because that's important to me. I've seen so much bullshit in this hobby over the years, you know, with, the, oh, he, him, this, and him, that, and all. He went to this team, or he went that. That's that's not how we roll. And that's not how it's going to be here. And I'm very, very proud of all of us that we could we could end on such a badass note at the top of the game. I agree. Who uh, wants to go next? Anybody uh, want to add to that? Yeah, I guess um, following on from that, it's, you know, Nick, we talk about, you just mentioned, it's one of those things where like after 260 plus episodes, you say, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's anything left for me to say. And, and it's, it's not just that, but it's also the feeling that, you know, every single one of us started the hobby as a no name anonymous hobbyist, right? And we, we started Hellies because we loved Hellies and we love the challenge and we love the people. And we all came together as friends first before podcast stuff, um, and, 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 you know, it's one of those things where you start, you start the podcast or you get into the podcast initially when we were very excited about, you know, sharing what we had to say about the hobby, our experiences and all that sort of a thing. 
and where we've where we've sort of evolved to and you know you guys definitely step in here and and share your experiences too it's it's uh, to a certain extent it's gotten to the point where you know you come onto the show and you realize oh shit i haven't flown or i, I you know i haven't <laughs> done much and that becomes a source of anxiety yes. and a source of stress and and guys take a step back we're doing this hobby because we love it and because we enjoy it and we have fun doing it and now here's a group of guys who absolutely love and are committed to give back to the hobby every week in the podcast and we're now feeling pressure individually because we didn't get out and do that flight because we didn't finish that you know, that project so that we could write up a tech tip that everyone's been working on and, you know, call it, call me crazy, but I personally, and I know, you know, you guys feel the same way, project that on myself as, uh, as a, as a, a, a responsibility, oh, as yeah. a burden. And when I don't, when I don't deliver on that expectation, my own expectation and what I project as the listener's expectations of us, that is, it's a very stressful, very anxiety causing feeling. Yeah. And, and so it always has been, but I completely agree. It was, there was a thrill behind it in the beginning, you know, or for, for many, many years. Cause it's like in the beginning, it, that wasn't, an asp that wasn't an issue that wasn't a part of it because like you said we were just driven off pure you know just the sheer love of the hobby that that first yep i don't know not i guess it would be an extended honeymoon phase but you know what i mean that first couple of years well and 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 exactly like the extended honeymoon phase it's in everything jesse right it's in oh, hobbies yeah. it's in work it's in relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, what i want to make clear kind of like what nick said is that none of the five of us are coming to the point where we're like, you know what? We're over helis. We're done. We don't want to be a part no, of the hobby no. anymore. It's no, just that we've come to the point because of various individual and unique life changes that we haven't always been able to put the hobby as the top priority ahead of other things in life like we had in the past. And what that results in is us, in our minds at least, falling short against the listeners expectations to to be able to come on the show and provide quality content and uh and and feedback on what we've been doing i mean that's yep. that's really what it comes down to. i remember the day i mean there it was a day for me it was in the middle of the summer and uh my son turned eight this summer and i you know we Saturday morning, you know, mom goes to work on Saturday. I was like, all right, let's get our lunch packed up and everything. We're going out to the field. And, you know, he has uh, corrected vision, but he has uh, horrid eyesight without his glasses. And so he struggles with depth perception. And, and it just never really took off with him. He rips the shit out of his car and enjoys it. But he's, you know, he's such a awesome kid and he's okay dad let's go so we'd pack up and we do our thing and you know he's got his ipad and he's very self-entertaining and he'll kind of sit 
and and play, you know, in the trailer, sit there on his iPad and play games. And and we got out there and I I did a couple flights and I was walking back from flying. I didn't really have a plan or, you know, when I was flying, it was like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing exactly. I'm just putting flights <laughs> in because like Justin just said, to do this, you have to, you have to, you have to stay connected to flying. I can tell you that right now. Every big name in this hobby, if they don't get out and fly themselves, I'll tell you right now, they're full of shit. Because <laughs> it's the only, it, nothing keeps you connected to this hobby more than that feeling of, of putting a heli in the air and getting those butterflies and, and getting that excitement when you fly. And I was walking back and I, and I kind of looked up and I saw him just kind of sitting there with his feet up and I was like, man, I don't, he's eight. Like this, this is not what I should be doing today. And it, it isn't that I didn't want to, but I wasn't doing what I should have been doing that day. And so I walked in, I was like, hey, bud, let's, let's, let's blow this pop stand, man. Let's pack up and get out of here. And he, well, how come, dad? And I was like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do, let's just go do it. He's like, and, and he was kind of like, well, oh, uh, I, I don't know. Let's just go. I don't know. Let's go for an adventure. And it was kind of for me at that point that, you know, now it's like my my son had been a you hit that point where I'm not I'm no longer watching him, you know, when it's just me and him. When they're growing up, let's be honest, it's it's a dad son version of babysitting. You know, you got to do everything for them and and that sort of a thing. And I'm not trying to take away any value of that time. And and we had, you know, obviously we had a lot of fun doing a lot of stuff. But at a certain point in your kid's age, they they hit this where it's like they change from your child to your buddy now. And that was that moment for me where it's like, I wouldn't drag my best friend out here if he didn't want to really have anything to do with this. Well, let's go find something that we can do together. And so that was a really big changer for me. Uh, obviously, I still want to fly and I still do fly, but I do it on when it doesn't you know, affect him or, or cut into our time because that was just a, all of a sudden a, a new realization, a new priority. And, you know, I'll be honest, I flew half as much uh, this summer as I have in the past, and I had an absolute blast, and I'm okay with that. But there is a level of commitment that you have to do. You just absolutely have to do it to keep fresh and to keep cranking out episodes week after week that are good quality content and funny and accurate and that have that drive and love. And I just wasn't involved enough to do it at the level that I thought was important. You know, now maybe everyone listening might be like, I don't know, dude, we're still happy. We're cool. But to me, it's not. And if it's not right, it's not right. Well, and it's it's like every year, every you know, every episode that goes by, we continually get set our standards higher mm-hmm. and higher mm-hmm. and higher yeah. and higher. And as we perform at that higher level, 
you know, it just becomes that expectation that we hold ourselves to. Absolutely. You know, um, one thing that I want, I kind of want to go over as the guy who, you know, this is RC Hilly Nation um, from the get go was, was my baby essentially, you know, obviously it became much more than that, but um, you know, thinking back um, 2008, 2008, right. I know there was, there was a first version short lived. Um, to, to the one, one thing that, that really drove me, um, in this project was continually striving for a better, whether it's a better sound, uh, it's better content, it's a better web page, it's better hosts, it's better, better, better. And it's, it's, um, it's, I re and I remember, I remember having conversations with some listeners going, uh, your guys is kind. I mean, this is way early. This is like probably pre Nick. It was like episode, you know, when Rob and Callum and I were doing it and you know, the content was good. Uh, we, you know, we were gaining listeners. Um, but I was always looking always constantly. And it, it literally was an, an everyday activity where it's, maybe not focusing on the content, but damn it, I'm, I'm for sure going to try to figure out how to get better sound. Right. And that, and, and after we kind of started getting that figured out, then it was, then it was content. Then you started seeing, um, new hosts come in and Nick and Justin and Jesse and these guys, they come in as other guys fade out. And it's that constant, it's that, that constant desire for improve to improve what you're doing. That is really about passion. And I, I don't think it's, I, I, I keep saying it's not a bad thing and I really don't think it is. I, I think everything has a lifespan. Uh, and I think that after doing this for so long, um, accomplishing, I mean, just let's, not to pat ourselves on the back, but let's let's talk about some of the accomplishments. I mean, I remember when uh, we were thinking, well, let's see if we can get the show to Urcha. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, man. I remember having laughed. a conversation <laughs> with Nick about that a year before it happened, and and at the time, it was my health was in really bad shape, and I and I just all I could say was, man, I would love to do that, but. But, it's uh, not an option. That's what you yeah. told me. It, yeah, it, just, it can't happen. happen. I, I just, I physically, physically cannot do that. Well, you know, we oh, pressed nay, nay. forward and I, you know, it's funny and I don't know, I may have, may have mentioned this before. I'm sure I have at some point, but you know, that was one thing that was a goal that was set, um, that I was very skeptical of, but see, one thing that I really focused hard on in creating this podcast, whether it was back in the days of Rob, Callum, uh, Jake, 
it it wasn't about I never really considered the show um the Dan show. It never was about that. I focused so hard on getting people involved that were far better than myself to make things happen because I knew that's what it took. That's what it took. I, I wanted to surround myself with people who who saw and understood what I wanted to accomplish with RC Alienation, but had the drive and the vision to kind of help me even realize that, hey, we can think bigger. We can do better than even what you, you, you're considering. And I get back to this Urcha story. All of that shit that, that we went through to make that happen, we get off the RV. We weren't even there for... I th- it was that night. We showed up late in the night. We get parked. I get out of the RV. Nick walks up to me, and the first thing he said to me was, I told you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I told you. We would get this show to Urcha. And that was one of the accomplishments. I mean, you know, OHB. Um, yeah. Uh, I I wanted to have... I can get the numbers because my computer took a shit on me. I can't. I don't have them readily available, but we're talking nearing a million downloads in the last five years. Yeah, we're well over. Yeah, over a hundred, two to three hundred k a year. Yeah, over a hundred and ten countries. You think about the. you, You think about those accomplishments, and at some point, as a group. You know, you you kind of look around and 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 it. I don't mean to say, well, we've we've done it, so let, let's move on. It's not about that. It's about let's relish, let's let's think back about all of these all of these high points and the low points, and just realize, man, we've we've done something special here. We really have done something special here, and it's not about the four of us doing something special. It's about how we interacted with you, the listener and how the listeners out there appreciated what it is we were doing and allowing us to feed off that energy and to continue creating shows. And it's, it's, it's a privilege. It's been, it's been an incredible journey of meeting people who I'll never forget uh, of, Involving myself in a hobby that I absolutely love, uh, getting to experience stuff that a lot of folks in the hobby would love to experience, but may never get the chance to do do that. What a privilege! Yeah, and that's it's it's such a it's a for me. I'm speaking completely for me. It's a it's a um, it's a bittersweet. Uh, way it's 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 i don't want it to go but personally i know that my ability to continue at a standard at a level which i and that I, i'll say it I, I it's like i insist a certain level from nick i insist a certain level from jesse i insist it from justin and sage and from Rob and Callum and from Jake. But how could I do that any longer when I knew that I wasn't able to deliver 
that level. Well, and I think it's, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, but the, I think there's a big, what what a lot of listeners might not realize is that, like you said, there were physical limitations, you know, back in the day uh, that that kept you from traveling, you know, from really getting out hardly at all. Right. I mean, it was either home or the field in the trailer. You know, that yeah. was it. That's that's that <laughs> that's where Dan went. And, um, you know, I don't know whether a lot of people realize it or not, but after your mom passed, you know, that was a rough deal for you. Um, but I got to give you props, man. You, as tough as it was, you made some pretty serious <laughs> changes, lifestyle changes. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you guys right now, big lifestyle changes. And... and Dan lost a lot of weight and Dan started taking care of himself a little bit better and eating healthier and, and getting out and really pushing himself a little bit more. And, and Dan kind of dropped that whole, it's never going to happen attitude. And what happened was that all of a sudden as the health increased, the, I mean, I'll say it. It was to me on the outside. It was like, holy shit! Dan just got the rest of his life back. Yeah. And boy, let me tell you, who the fuck am I, and are we, to tell Dan <laughs> that now that he got his life back, the ability to travel, the ability to to get on a motorcycle and ride for days and days and days and stay where he wants to stay and, you know, come visit and, and to take entire summers off and do whatever he wants to do and to work as hard as he wants to work. Who am I to tell him that he needs to sit down and do a podcast? You know? Uh, <laughs> and that does play into it. That does play into this. Um, yep. You know, it's like anything else, um, and and I know a lot of our listeners have gone through. We I've been hearing it for years, you know, and 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 I I don't take it for granted. The stories, I mean the 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 physical face to face stories. I mean I've had listeners, um, and I'm not going to definitely mention any names, but when we were at Urcha, I had a listener pull me aside and uh, told me a a pretty heart-wrenching story um, involving his health and his desire to no longer want to exist in this realm. And he didn't, he, he basically was, he was telling me that what we do, and I certainly don't, I don't want to, I understand it's very individual for, for, for everybody, but for this particular listener, what we do meant so much to him that it allowed him to have something to look forward to. And that that's essentially, and, and those of you who have been around a while know that that's what helicopters did for me mm-hmm. at, at one point. Yeah. A lot's, a lot's changed, you know, and, and I certainly can appreciate, um, I can appreciate that, that listeners have, have grown 
attached to to the podcast and i and i can completely i can appreciate that there will be um some sadness you know um in the fact that we're not going to be doing any more shows but what what i want you i want everybody to really understand is that this is this is a good thing it's a new season right it's a new evolution and that's something our our Sealy nation has been doing since day 1 we all knew i did anyway this day was upon us at some point everything comes to an end and i feel so strongly that it it pleases me so much that we get to choose as yeah, a group right yeah and not have it forced upon us we're yeah. choosing this and that that in itself is to me it's it's liberating it's it's joyful it's a little bittersweet because we're letting something that means so much to all of us go and it means so much to so many listeners and we understand that and um but you know moving forward you know it's this this ride has been incredible. It's allowed me to become friends with so many people from around the world. Some of them I've been able to meet face-to-face. Some of them I've just communicated with for for years now. Um, And (laughs) it's, it's, I keep saying it, it's been a privilege. It's been an absolute privilege. And we've, you know, the listeners have, have kind of went through the ups and downs uh, the trials and tribulations that all four of us have gone through yeah. and have gotten to know us so well. Um, one, <laughs> one, one thing that I, it's always kind of strange to me and um, kind of weird in a sense that um, when you finally meet somebody who's been listening to the show for quite some time and, you know, as guys do, you're sitting around telling a story, everybody's kind of, you know, telling fish stories as it were and you start to you start to to chime in and you're like and in your mind you're like you know because you could tell they're smiling they're looking at you they're nodding their head i mean it's like they could tell you the story right because they've they've heard it they've heard it before think about that not the first think about it think think about how cool that is for the four of us guys to think people have have given us the opportunity to inv- to invade their private time for the past six years for 260 episodes times two and a half hours per episode. Justin, you're the math guy. How many hours is that? Think about how much time everybody has spent with us. It's a whole yeah. lot. Over 600 hours, lot. man. It's a lot. It's a lot of time. time. That you, Several that listeners have spent straight. with us. That's a lot of bullshit came out of my mouth. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Oh, man. It's been so, it's been so awesome. I'm actually feel sorry for people now. <laughs> yeah. like, damn it, we should have shut this shit. down a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry. You should have stopped actually, five minutes ago, man. Now that you put it like <laughs> no. that, man. <laughs> no, it's just really important to me. I And I understand how important, I mean, I the the effort that every one of us individually have put towards this show and and to have it accomplish everything that it's accomplished 
Um, it, it, it first of all, I don't think anybody but the four of us truly understand the amount of effort that's gone into this project. Nor never will. I, and it's it's truly True. a labor of love. It's always been a labor of love. None of us have ever made a dime off this show, and we're perfectly okay with that. Yeah, the pay was shit. The pay was shit. Yeah, I kept asking horrible. for a pay raise, but it kept getting denied by HR. Still haven't gotten the check. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's uh, the the people that we've been involved with, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quit babbling now. But I do I do want to spend a little bit of time eventually. Um, there are some key folks that I want to kind of talk about a little bit, but I kind of feel like I've, I'm monopolizing some time here. Is, is, does anybody else have anything they want to, I, I just want to add a couple things. Um, the first thing, just kind of playing off of the, you know, this, this isn't, you know, I'm kind of looking at this through a, a, a different lens, at least speaking for myself, this is not for me and for my hobby and for my life. And, you know, we even mentioned at the beginning of this ch- this uh, show for the changes that I've come in ahead of me in the next four and a half months. You know, changes that I don't even know how they're going to impact my life. Um, this is I'm not looking at this as a negative. For me, I'm actually, you know, th- this is a chance to turn a page and turn onto a uh, a brand new blank page and go, okay, how is this going to affect my hobby? Because like we've like uh, you had reiterated time and time again, Dan, none of us are leaving the hobby. I still am going to keep my helis. I'm still going to fly. I'm still going to be on Facebook. I'm still going to check Heli Freak. Still going to check email. You know, the the list goes on. I'm still going to be around and in the hobby. But what I'm excited to see and what I'm hoping will happen is that this is almost going to cause you know kind of like a a re spark or a re you know there there'll obviously be obviously be a reset period where it's kind of like you know we're we're a little burnt out like Justin had mentioned it, you put a certain amount of stress on yourself week after week after week of it it's constantly there even though we know you can come on here and you can kind of bs your way through a week of oh I did this oh I did that but you know take a no fly card again and again and you you can do that for a while but pretty soon it ends up like man I got to get some flying in like Nick mentioned that's what connects you to the hobby that's what brings the good content to the show so when you start going week after week of not flying, that just becomes draining. And pretty soon you're so worried about, man, I got to go get in some flights that it doesn't worry. It doesn't really matter what the flights you sit back and go, well, why am I flying? And you're kind of going down the list. Is it to get better? Am I still trying to learn some new moves? Or is it because I just want something to talk about on Fridays? And it comes to a point where you're like, sometimes I'm just going out there because it's just check the box and I want something to talk about. Because you so, have to fly. You have to. It, exactly. Yeah. We, we have to get in the flights. We have to have something to talk about. And over the years, we've raised our expectations to a certain point where that's what's expected. That's, that's what we want for the show. That's what we want for ourselves. You know, for um, Jesse and I, Jesse, I'm going to butt in here real quick. We used to fly yeah, a lot it. together. And then what I noticed. Every weekend. Yeah. What I noticed this last year, it was, it was like, okay. Uh, we, you know, we'd connect like on the weekend. Okay. What day are you going to fly this week? And I'd be like, uh, I, I only got Wednesday and he's like, eh, it's gotta be Thursday for me. Okay. All right. And then we would just go about, I would fly myself by myself on Wednesday. He'd fly yeah. on Thursday and that was that. And then after a couple of weeks of that, it just got to where you kind of quit asking. Right. And yeah. 
Because the schedules didn't line yeah. up. Yeah, and then now well, it's it, like, I don't want to do that anymore. Be, but but you had to because you had to fly. Now I want to be like, okay, I want to call him up and say, okay, when can we figure out a f- time to fly together? Because that's the most important part, not yeah. just getting in the flights. And we say, oh, well, shit, dude, it's going to be three weeks. Well, then damn it, it's three weeks on that Thursday. That's <laughs> yeah, when we're flying. Even, even if it has to be a month out, that's yeah. the point. Well, and, and that's when, and I know we've had this conversation uh, before, Nick, but it's like, that's what I kind of have realized over this last six months. I originally got into the hobby and man, did I bite in hard. I mean, all of us did. We got, you know, hook, line and sinker. We were in. I did. We were in, in the, hard. in, in the club. <laughs> I mean, we were part of it. And for a while, just the sheer, the technology, the learning, the reading, the forums, the interaction, the podcasts, you know, all the listeners, the face-to-face stuff we're getting, that's, that keeps your, your fire going strong. But after a while, it, it became a point where it's like, and what keeps you going in the hobby once you've gotten to the point where you're not scrounging the forums for every last little piece of information and you're not getting out and you're fly- and flying all the time. And I kind of realized, like Nick just mentioned, it's the people that keeps you into the hobby. It's these guys that I sit here and do the podcast with and the friendships that I've made, the people I communicate with, the people that I get out and fly with. And when that stuff's not happening, you, it kind of makes you take a step back and go, Ooh, what, what's holding me in this thing or what's holding this together? So kind of where I'm going with all this is for me, what I'm hoping and what I'm expecting to happen out of this is much like Nick just said, there's going to be a little bit of a reset period, but I'm not selling anything. I'm not reducing my fleet, keeping my two helis. And eventually it's going to be like, you know what? I want to fly. I want to be back and I want to be part of the hobby. I want to get back on the forums and I want to slowly build that back up and get back to what drove me to the hobby and what I love about the hobby, which is flying and hanging out with people I enjoy being around. So, you know, I I just, like you said over and over again, that this is not a negative. I'm excited about what the future holds. And I know you know, a lot of life decisions or a lot, a lot of life um, experience and impacts for me. And over the last five years has been a roller coaster, college, graduating, working, married, buying a house. <laughs> yeah, you now pretty much went through like, like everything. Holy crap. How many boxes can we check in five years? I mean, and so it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. It, it, it's been a blast, but you know, it comes to a point where you got to turn the page and start writing a new story. So. I'm I'm excited. Indeed. And Sage is over here just like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Maybe get an email address. Oh, <sighs> uh, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, I don't have I don't have the time in it that you guys have, at least not in the same way. Uh, um when I first started listening to podcasts, it was about, I want to say about a month before Dan put out the first episode of version two. Wow. And yeah, uh, I found it like, and okay, so I started listening to podcasts like that January. I, I got a helicopter in like February and whenever the, 
when the when did the first when did the first one air? Uh, Do you remember, Dan? A version two. A version two. Um, we 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 worked on several episodes, but I think we finally aired the first one. I want to say first week in August of two thousand and ten. Eleven. Yeah. Was it eleven? Eleven. It was eleven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we were still doing version one and ten. Yeah. Okay. So. So then I actually came to you about a month after you started, after you first aired. Because uh, it was it was late, late fall. We picked up, my dad and I picked up our first helicopters. But I also first started listening to podcasts and just searched RC Helicopter Podcast and is what came up. And I listened to it ever since, ever, every, every week. Uh, and I, I don't know, it's always been invaluable to me. And uh I'm I'm happy that it's not going it's not going away. Everything that's been done is always going to be there. Right. Uh the resource that you guys that has been created it's amazing and and it's going to be there for new hobbyists, for those of us who have listened to go back and listen uh for people to get new information f- for the first time. Yeah, uh it's it's quite amazing. Uh, it, it it really was a feat. It is a feat. Um, and I do look forward to <clears throat> look forward to the fun flies. That uh, will be good. Yeah it's it's been a yeah. it's been a crazy trip. That's for sure. I mean, um, and speaking of that, if no one has anything else they'd like to add at this particular time, I will go ahead. I want to I want to talk before I talk about individual people, uh, and I've mentioned some of this stuff before, but you know, 200 and some episodes, um, so many things have been said. It's really hard to sit down and I know I'm going to try to, I'm going to actually, you guys should be thinking about this while I'm talking because I'm going to ask each of you to, to, uh, to try to remember something that was, that happened, whether, uh, it didn't have necessarily be in an episode or it could have been at a fun fly or some interaction or something that just stands out, uh, as a memorable moment, um, since we've been doing this and I'm going to go ahead and start. And, um, there's an episode that to this day rings so it's it's so vi- vibrant in in my memory, and that is the Seth Killian episode, episode number seventeen. And we had an opportunity to talk with with Seth and kind of go over his story. And um, as as most of you know, uh, last year Seth uh, kind of. Su- he succumbed to his his demons, I guess, as it were. He 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 um, he did commit suicide um, last year, but we had we had an opportunity to spend an hour and a half or so with Seth, and um, it's it's especially the outcome that we were at that time we had no way of predicting. But if you have an opportunity, go check that episode out because Seth, there was something very special about that that guy. And um, that episode, to this day, out of all 260, 
it's it's a very to me it's a very important episode it it really gives it gives light it gives a a story to the hobby that allows that transcends fun and it it kind of it put an it puts an emphasis on on the passion of the hobby and what it can potentially mean for people very memorable episode audio sounds like shit <laughs> you know we were definitely struggling with audio at that particular time but i think the message is is incredible and um that moment for me still and i've said it for several years now every time we talk about memorable moments that's the one to this day you know there's we've had the opportunity uh you know to do so many crazy things and i mentioned what urch already you know we we had the opportunity to go to to florida to ohb i mean stuff that i would have never done um you know with the help of these guys and with the support of guys like uh, uh bert and and carrie shirley you know to be able to do these that that trip and and to um <laughs> go down there and do what we do and, and have it turn out so well and and another i guess it goes back to the urcha trip um the opportunity to meet that was a that was the first opportunity i had to to meet with listeners that were i call them regionals you know like everybody in this area of the country you know they all know us we go to every fun fly you know we talk to all of them but we had the chance at that at urcha to to really kind of meet some folks that we've been communicating with for quite some time we knew them by screen name maybe right on uh, on heli freak or uh, maybe we talked to him in the chat box that we used to have on our webpage. What you're saying is that we have hoes in different areas. That's right. <laughs> Many hoes in different areas. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's those type of memories that are just, uh, you know, we're going to have for the rest of our life. And it, it's been a pleasure. It's been a, it's been incredible. Um, you know, one, I, I, without getting too sappy, I, I will say, you know, the bond that has been created um, between the four of us uh, has been exceptional. Um, I honestly, you know, Nick, Nick kind of alluded to it. I, I essentially am a shut in. I don't particularly like people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Newsflash. Really? Damn. Really? I have been able to bond and grow friendships with guys. These, these four guys in particular, um, to an extent that I, the last time I remember having such a bond was maybe in high school when you're with, you know, those, that group of guys every day for your whole school career, you know, from, from grade school on to, to when you graduate. And then from there, you know, it's just like, you're here, you're working, you know, you, you become friends with your coworkers, whatever. But, um, this, this group, has transcended just a tr- uh, your typical friendship into a, I would say a brotherhood. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that, that's pretty, that's incredible. And that's a memory from this experience that fortunately I'm going to have for the remainder of my days. I mean, it, and it's going to just yeah, continue. You can't take that one yeah. Away. That's going to go, that's here to stay. 
you know, and it's uh, it's been man, it's been incredible. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stop now because I feel like I'm getting sappy. So who wants to go next? <laughs> oh wow. Uh, well, oh, silence. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you want to get into the people? I want you to give me a memory. Give me, give me something. Oh, dude, oh, I, I can found. tell you right now. Like it does not get any better for me. And this, this is a little. I, I'm an old soul. Uh, those who know me, I, I still believe that I was born in a generation in the wrong generation. I should have been born a couple ago. But for me, uh, one of the the most how do i put it like i felt honored just really honored was uh was sitting in miniature aircraft actually oh yeah you know oh, when man. we oh, when yeah. we recorded that episode sitting in the you know we're in the machine shop and you're sitting next shop. to i mean one God. of the most impactful companies that the hobbies had they 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 took you know it was like you could 3D something now, you know, when miniature aircraft was there. And it, it's still, bef- I mean, I've owned plenty of them. Justin and I got to work with them, which was, I mean, a really cool experience. But just to be in there recording an episode, yeah, I feel, I felt very honored. I mean, very honored. Now, it made everything 10 times better when Kurt said bag of penises on the air, <laughs> I mean, that really was, you know, that was icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know that one. And I'm not going to put an episode, uh, an actual episode on it, but you know, we've done a fair amount, probably more than most podcasts of live events. Yes. And there is nothing. I got to tell you guys in, in, those of you who have, you know, maybe some of you for work do stuff live. Uh, when you wrap up a show or wrap up a presentation or whatever, and you look down the table and you've got three other guys sitting there and you just all look at each other and get that big grin on your face, you know, that, that real small little fist pump. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, we fucking nailed it. You know, what's, you know, what's really cool about that yep. particular thought, not to interrupt you, but that's how RCHN4 ended for us. Oh, man. Yep. And when that oh. show was over, we looked at each other and said, yep. we nailed Dude, that, that was one. it. <laughs> yep. That was, uh, the, and to yep, me, so the, those are the two big ones for me. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but there is nothing. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, you know, next to maybe nailing my first Piro flip. I got to tell you, man. <laughs> You know those those two moments for me were were just incredible. Yeah, good memories. Yeah, you you I I mean I'm gonna you kind of stole one of mine, which was the live shows, and I'll get to that. I agree with you completely, Nick. But you know, for me, uh, the the podcast has always been other than the strong relationship that we have and that Dan touched so well on. The podcast has always been for me about the people. And and so, you know, rather than focusing on a specific instance, because there are a number of them, uh, for me, the most uh, impactful or profound or meaningful uh, interactions or experiences has been when 
I I'm out there in the community and you know, I'm stopped by a listener or a fan or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we all went to Urcha in 2014 and that was our, our one experience at Urcha. We brought the show there. We did it. We did what we wanted to do. And then we sat down and discussed that, you know, going forward, we, we don't need to do that. We can stay local here in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, as you guys and a lot of listeners know, um, I continue to do travel to the those bigger shows like Urcha and OHB um, over the last couple of years. And, you know, I, I it it sounds sort of corny, but and we've talked about it before uh, behind the scenes. I, I felt kind of strongly about the fact that as the sort of the sole member of RCHM that's at that event, I felt strongly about making sure that I, you know, I represented correctly. And, um, and so I always made it a point even, you know, during the, you know, the speed events and all that sort of a thing, uh, to, to take time away for the listeners that came up and, and talked and, you know, wanted to shake my hand and such and talk about all of us as a crew and what we've done. And, you know, it's just, I I will never forget the, uh, the many, many interactions with listeners at urcha at ohb at you know any of the events out there i mean let you know being on a quarter or a half mile long flight line and hearing in the distance big dick play <laughs> and not knowing where it's coming from or who that is but all i know is that that person knows the podcast and supports us as a crew yeah. And that's a really special feeling. Yeah. That's really important yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. Um beyond that, you know, the live shows, you you couldn't have put it any better, Nick. I mean, that feeling of just kind of you you know, you start the show and the adrenaline's there and you're excited <sighs> and you're pumped. You got the crowd out there in front of you. And I mean, I don't know. I've I've never been a musician or an actor. Maybe that's what those guys feel like. It's when very they're similar. Out, when I was you know, in my band, on yeah. the on the stage, right? Yep. You know, they're looking out at the crowd and they're like, "These people are here to to see us and to support us." Um, from that to the you know the 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 core of the live show where we're all interacting together and we're interacting with the with the listeners in the audience. Yep. to the very end where we start the you know the outro music um i'll tell you what i will never ever uh lose the adrenaline rush that comes from hearing our intro and outro <laughs> yeah i i know it sounds yep. silly but when that shit comes on man and the volume rolls up it's like yes this Same is time. where i need to be right now yep nowhere else right here this is what i'm supposed to be doing um and and so and i agree rchn4 the the podcast that we did on that uh that was man that was fucking magical yeah it It really was it absolutely was and so uh you know from an experience standpoint those are the two key things for me from from a person standpoint or a people who have been involved, Dan, you know, you talked about wanting to kind of go back and 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 uh, hit on some of the the various personalities. 
Um, I, it's probably going to be cliche, but I'm going to bring it up. Dieter makes me laugh my freaking ass off. <laughs> I mean, every bit of involvement that that man has ever had in this show, whether it has been behind the scenes where probably 99% of the listeners will never know him operating in the darkness just outside of view on a live show, you know, causing people to crack up or passing the hot apple pie to getting him in front of the mic on a live show or even, you know, back when he was a more regular member of the cast for tech tips. The guy, the guy just the box tech tips. Yeah. The, you know, there are certain tools that you have to have in your box. I mean, I could listen to that shit over and over again and still be near on pissing my pants laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Good stuff. How about you, Jesse? So for me, there, there's a couple things and they've kind of been covered, kind of not. So you know, the people interaction. The first time for me when it kind of, it's like, holy cow, we're, we're reaching some people. This, this is really making an impact in the hobby is when we made it to Urcha. And I just remember sitting there and, you know, right when I, and I, if you guys remember back, I came a, a, I think it was a day or two later than you guys. I was finishing up an internship and I remember they're getting there and starting to walk the flight line as you're going up to people, talking to them. You go to you, you kind of start to introduce yourself, but a lot of times they already know as soon as you start to talk or as soon as they see you, they already know who you are. And so kind of going to that different region and still seeing the the uh reach or the impact that the podcast has had and RC Heli Nation has had. And then every so often I'll I'll still go back and flip through those pictures and you know, there there's a couple of <laughs> Nick and I sitting there eating rum balls, just absolutely cracking up. And I, I can almost remember back to those memories going, man, this is exactly the spot where I'm supposed to be at that point in time, just absolutely loving life. And then the other thing that I always default back to is the fun fly, the RC Heli Nation fun fly and the, you know, the legacy or the, uh, the event that we've created. And, you know, it's, it sits here in the Pacific Northwest, but Man, it has such a bigger impact than just the Pacific Northwest. I just remember the first year we did it and just listening, you know, walking up and down the fly line, shaking everyone's hands, just getting out there and talking to the people and hearing some of the places that people traveled yeah. from just to come to an event that four guys up in the Pacific Northwest decided, hey, let's do a fun fly. Who would have guessed the, the popularity, the people that it pulled and overall, the experiences and the memories that you know we all have at those events that are going to last a lifetime. Some of the friendships that we've made. So, I just remember, you know, kind of tying those two things together. For me, it it really just it makes it real. It kind of increases the intensity of the impact. Um, and that that sort of stuff just really registers with me and shows me the the reach that we did have and the amount of people that we did affect. And so. Those uh those really stand out for me. Yeah. Lots of good memories. My gosh. Sage, do you have anything you want to add to that? I know you're a relative newcomer to this scene, but uh Yeah, I I just don't have the 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 depth of, of experience that you guys have, but I do have, have good memories related to the podcast. There's m- many good laughs and uh a lot of times that uh 
I was sitting here in the middle of a, a bleak winter that seemed like it would never end. Uh, and, and, it, but every Monday I'd, I would have, uh, I'd look forward to, uh, you know, even before it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny as a listener, you get a, you get to know you guys in a way that's kind of strange. And that, you know, it's, I think it's the same for a lot of radio personalities and stuff like that. The things that you're in somebody's ear on a regular basis and, and you talk a lot about yourself. So, you know, I, I, you always kind of feel like you get to know the people. And so for a long time, you guys were my heli buddies that I would sit down with on Monday to to listen to talk about helis. I couldn't talk back, but it was the closest thing I had. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody to fly with around here, so yeah, I I just you know I've got a I've got a lot a lot of memory tied up in that. That's a it's a good thing though. Yeah, it's always there. So you know, oh, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. Yeah, I I I do want to hit on that a little bit. Um, you know, for me. For me personally, and and I and I I actually I really appreciate Sage's perspective on this because um, I I while I absolutely consider you one of the crew, Sage, you have the unique perspective of someone who has very recently you know sort of transitioned from a longtime listener into a co-host, and and so it's something that you know honestly the other the the four of us can't really can't really speak to at least in in recent times obviously nick and jesse and i used to be listeners once i don't even really remember that (laughs) right no i I agree with you i agree with you and so uh you know when man this is it's it's tough um for me and i think dan you have verbalized this in the past many a time and i know we've heard from listeners um, for me, you know, stepping back from my role or our role as co-hosts on the show and and taking a look at what does RCHN mean to our lives? And, you know, when when we first started discussing this as a group about this being sort of the, you know, the, the final the final word, um, I I struggled with it and I. I struggled with it on a number of different levels. Um, one, because I'm a creature of habit and, you know, uh, knowing that there is a consistent feature in my life, which is every Thursday or every Friday night coming on, you know, getting on Skype and shooting the bull with my best friends for two or three hours um, no matter what else was going on that week, you know, whether work was rough or life was rough, it didn't make a difference. I knew I was going to come on here and hang out and do my thing. And that was sort of a sort of an escape mm-hmm. and, and, and at times a release. You know what I mean? Um, and, and you know, the other thing was beyond the the habitual part of it. Uh, RCHN has been for me something that has helped me get through rough times in the hobby. I mean, we've all been there. We've talked to many, many listeners over the year. Dan has said it. I think maybe even Nick, you've mentioned it in the past. 
Um, we've been in the hobby now for, I don't even know, seven, eight, nine. It's going on 10 years, something like that. And, um, you know, you have your ups and downs. And when you're up, you're really up. You know, you're, you're on that high and you're riding that wave. And when you're down, you're really down. And I'd be lying if I've, if I said I didn't have situations where I thought, you know what, I'm kind of over this. I, you know, I'm going to put them on the wall, let it sit for a little bit. You know, I'm over the drama or I'm over the, you know, choose your, your, your favorite issue in the hobby. Right. And what, what kept me focused was the podcast what kept me coming back was the podcast you know as a as a co-host but still um i i mean i you guys i think nick you've laughed at me before i listen to our shows every monday morning yeah i know that sounds a little weird and the listeners who are listening out there please don't take that the wrong way that's not like a vain thing or like an arrogant thing but like just like you guys Work sucks. Traffic sucks. And knowing that every Monday morning I could turn that thing on and listen to us and kind of relive the the hangout session, if you will, and also catch up on things that maybe maybe I missed or maybe I didn't quite get, you know, a, a one liner that Nick threw in that was really subtle, really dry humor that I didn't catch the first time. Um, so when when we started talking about this I, it was very very difficult for me to get my head around um and after we you know we talked it through i i agree i think it makes sense i've always been a glutton for punishment so here i'm sitting here thinking like well guys we can we can figure something out here right like i know i got a second kid and i'm still working 70 hours a week <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not sure what you think the problem is here, right? <laughs> oh, we um, love you, Justin. The- right. Yeah. And so, I mean, but that's just how I'm wired. Call it a personality flaw, you know? And and so when I kind of took a step back and thought it through, it's like, you know what? This, it does make sense. I don't know how I think I'm going to keep it up. Um, and and so, Yeah. We, we got to where we are, and I, I'm, I'm happy with the position. I think we all came to that agreement um, mutually, which is important. You know, going back to what Nick said, there's no drama here. This is, this is four or five guys, good friends, saying, you know what? Enough's enough. Um, but the fun fly was something that we felt particularly strongly about keeping going. Yes. And so maybe maybe in a sense that's that's sort of the future of RCHN. We'll see how it evolves. But when we brought when I brought that up, Nick was like, "Dude, I don't feel good about dropping the fun fly." And Dan's like, "I agree." And Sage and Jesse yep. were like, "I agree." So we're gonna keep it going. Um, but yeah, I I, I just I I kind of wanted to relate that to 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 other people so they kind of felt you know, where I was coming from on that. And, you know, everyone has a different, different perspective, but uh, it will be sorely missed by me as well. Yeah. And I know you guys feel exactly the same. Absolutely. Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah, I, ne- I never stopped listening. Uh, even when you guys brought me on, I couldn't. It is just part of my Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't matter. Had to listen. 
Yeah, it's it's been an incredible ride, and I I agree. I, I agree. It, it will be missed. I I know I'm going to miss it. I'm excited about the future, but at the same time, how can you not? Yeah. How can you not miss something that you've put so much blood, sweat, and tears into? You know, bittersweet. I mean, there you know some behind the scenes stuff that that listeners would never ever even be privy to. I mean, we've we have we have had good times together. We've laughed with each other, and we have been pissed off at each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like shank a bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's gonna, yeah. And and you know, and that's all part of 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 this process. I mean, when you when you get the guys together, you know, we all want to create something fantastic. And um, when there's a disagreement on that, um, you know, sometimes people don't get along. Uh, but the point is as we worked through those issues and we kept moving forward and and we grew stronger because of it. Uh one thing I would I want to spend a little bit of time on um I want to talk about some people and there's so many and I'm sure I'm going to miss some. Hey Dan, I got to pee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I need a drink. Nick, so can uh, we take a, a three-second break? <laughs> well, Nick's, Nick's going to go take a pee break, and I'm going to continue without him. Okay. I'm going to go pee. I'll be right back. Because <laughs> Nick's, Nick, Nick's a, that is that is like, dude, <laughs> that's so like four years ago. That's amateur shit. I yeah. already pissed and refilled my jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, Did you know? Where's your bottle there you at, go. See? Yeah. Look at that. Well, I'm usually... I, wanna, I don't want to miss a one-liner, <laughs> but apparently... I'm going to lose that opportunity. Uh, you, there, there won't be much for opportunity for one-liners for this first little bit. Oh, okay. So one, I, I'm going to go through a list of names and 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 I, I and mainly for some recognition because some of these folks have had a very uh, pivotal role in what our alienation has become. And the first person that that's on that list for me personally, and I know uh, Nick interacted with him a little bit in the beginning, and that's Rob Boyd. I mean, um, I know I've said this story before, but I'm going to go ahead and rehash it. Um, with the drama that ensued after version one, um, Rob was very instrumental in uh, inspiring me to reconsider uh, a show. Um another little bit of inside uh, knowledge there. I was adamantly opposed to calling it RC Alienation, this new show. Um, but after talking with Rob for a little while, um, he said, no, I, I really, he, he, he kept thinking he's, he kind of insisted. He's like, look, that's, that's a great name. And, and it's, it, it means something and, and people can recognize it. And I said, well, it's got to change a little bit. And that's where the version two version two came along. So, Rob, I know you you don't really I know you're doing some quad stuff now. I I I talk to you occasionally. Maybe you'll catch this episode, maybe you won't, but I just I feel it's important that um that you are recognized in your involvement in the show. Another person who um was with us for quite some time, Jake Chambeau. I don't think Jake's in the hobby at all anymore. Um I haven't heard much from him. And those of you who have been around for a while know that that didn't, that, <laughs> that wasn't the smoothest of, uh, of transitions when that happened. And I know 
Uh, I want to make sure that the that everyone knows Jake was very. Um, everybody who's been involved with the show has left an impression, and, and it it changed or evolved in some fashion because of that impression. And um, you know, J- Jake kind of he 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 kind of like Rob. Rob didn't leave the show uh, because he had to. He left because of life issues that were happening around. And Jake, I think was kind of going through that as well to some extent. And that's when, uh, that's when Nick and the guys, uh, Nick was actually with us already. Um, but that's when we started transitioning into having Justin on and then eventually Jesse Callum Vickers. Well, he's my year. He's, my, he's, he's from England. Those of you who have been listening for a long time, probably remember Callum. He was involved in the first show and I think the first 10 or 12 episodes of version two still talked with Callum occasionally. Um, I just wanted to mention his name because he was definitely there in the beginning. Some folks that um, showed us support when they had no reason to back in the very, very beginning when we were, uh, you know, looking at 500 downloads, you know, and, and just not really not much of a reach, but that, but people really believed in us and, and, uh, heli pros for one from day one, very supportive. Uh, they would give us stuff to give away. Kurt Krieger, uh, Mandy there at, at heli pros. I know that's, they're a non-entity anymore, but they, they were very supportive of us in the early days. And, you know, Bert and Susie actually from the outrage days, right? they were very supportive of the show and still continue to be to this day. So Bert and Susie have been involved in some way, shape or form for a very, very long time. And we were so appreciative of that. So many, so many people have, have affected um, the show. And it's like I said, there's so many names. So I'm going to just kind of start listing them now. Um, opinion. John John Johnson. Everybody remembers Pinion. Doug Darby. Yeah. Cassine Weaver. Of course, Dieter. You mentioned Dieter. Dieter was huge in the beginning. Uh, his his involvement was very helpful. He he did a lot of the little behind the scenes things for us. Uh and of course, uh Ken eventually started doing some of that stuff and and Ken has just been Ken Salloway. I'm going to say it right finally. How's that sound? Ken Salloway. Yes. He, um, that man, you know, what can you say about yeah, what a boss <laughs> there with a smile, whatever you need. Didn't matter to this day. He, I remember when I, I called Ken and talked with him a few days after, you know, we had kind of made this decision cause I didn't, I wanted him to hear it directly from me. Um, and he was, he was heartbroken. I mean, he, he literally was like, this is, but when I explained to him, I, I kind of told him kind of what, you know, we've been telling our listeners this whole evening, you know, that this isn't a, this isn't a sad thing. This is a celebration. You know, this is a celebration of effort. And, um, he, when he, when he understood where I was coming from and, and this is a, a mutual, um, agreement that, that the four of us have all made and he, he was, you know, he understood 
I, I, I think like a lot of folks, maybe he's not happy about it, but he understands and he's supportive and we appreciate that. Uh, a lot, another name that he didn't really do much with the show, but Raja Borkosh. Uh, back in the early days, Raja was very instrumental. Uh, he and I used to talk on Skype pretty much nightly for a long time. And I would kind of tap into his knowledge of the hobby and he would help me understand things about helicopters that I was struggling with. And he was very instrumental in uh, helping me to get my hobby up and running and uh, back in the day when I had nobody to, t- to talk to. Don't, don't really talk to Raja much anymore. We've kind of grown apart as you, as you typically do, but um, definitely Raja played a big role in the early days. Um, we cannot, absolutely cannot forget about the hot apple pie guy, Phil. Phil <laughs> Lomo. <laughs> he has been... Uh, He's he is a staple of the RCHN Funfly and regional Funflies, and will always be. Yes, fantastic guy, smile on his face, eager to help. brings brings the drink, you know, the hot apple pie. It's been it's been great. Um, thank you, Phil, for for everything. And he's he's done a lot of this out of his own pocket. You know what I mean? I mean that that stuff. We we try to help him out when we can. Um, but a lot of, a lot of times he, um, very, um, he's very generous with his hot apple pie and we appreciate that, Phil. You've, you've really, uh, uh, turned the, uh, you've, you've, you've created an institution within RCHN. How does that sound? Yeah. I wouldn't have thrown up in my own trailer if it wasn't for you, Phil. So I appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. We would have never gotten photos of Nick with a porn <laughs> DVD and of glove and some lubriderm. Yes. Passed yes. out on the floor of yes. his trailer. <laughs> a couple other guys I want to mention real quick. Uh, they were back in the early days. Uh, Dan Taylor from the UK, Brian Foster uh, from Texas. Uh, they were on quite a bit. They were guest hosts. Gail Brian. Yeah. They were guest hosts for the show. Uh Brian actually is the guy. Um, Nick, I don't know if you remember. I when I brought the idea about doing a fun fly to you uh, all those years ago, um, I I I got the impression that you were like, oh, that sounds great, but man, do you realize how much work that's going to be? But of course, like everything else, you you grabbed it and ran with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. For those of you who don't know, the idea of a, of an RCHN, other than the RCHN, what we call RCHN one, it, it's an unofficial RCHN one, and that was the fun fly that Dieter and I did all by ourselves uh, the year before we did the official RCHN one. Brian actually, RCHN zero, RCHN zero, yes. <laughs> Uh, Brian actually was the guy who got, who, who kind of fed that fun fly seed in that we attempted, well, attempted is the wrong word. We started talking about doing a fun fly actually in Texas in our CHN fun fly. Oh, wow. Um, so it was those talks that, uh, with Brian that, that, that I kind of, uh, held, you know, uh, to myself until I, 
was like, you know, I'm going to, I, and I talked to Nick about it. And then of course, one thing led to another and here we are. Uh, so Brian was very, he's the guy who kind of planted that seed. Um, you know, past advertisers, uh, blade helicopters, anything RC, uh, David over there in, in, uh, I want to say he is in Minnesota. Um, he still has his business. I think he's still doing it. Just kind of runs a little shop out of his garage. He was, uh, he gave a, he gave us a lot of stuff to give away in the early days. Um, so, you know, it's worth mentioning there. Uh, Dave War also, who used to have a shop in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, he was very helpful to us in the, in the early days and kind of in the middle ground area. Helped you with your first gabbling, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, one guy who I really want to mention is Kenny G. Oh, yeah. Kenny yeah. G was, um, from the be- beginning, I would say a very dedicated listener. I remember going to, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it was the first Othello. It was definitely, it must not have been the first Othello. It must have been the second Othello because um, the first one we did a show at anyway, which I believe was the, my second Othello. Um, I remember I was <laughs> walking down the flight line and all of a sudden I, was, I heard something that sounded very familiar to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's my voice. And I, it piqued my attention, and I was zeroing in on it. And Kenny G was at his uh, uh, canopy, his sunshade, sitting in a uh, lawn chair and playing RCHN over a loudspeaker. And we immediately, obviously, became good friends. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thank you Katie for all your support over the years words of encouragement uh that you've given me in in talks that we've had um you know when we've we've had some pretty deep talks about uh some issues uh that we've uh that I've talked about on the show and and um uh, uh, stuff that I'm not really going to get into right now, but thank you, Kenny, for for all that stuff. Of course, Larry Schroeder from Canada. Oh, yeah. Another very Hell supportive yes. listener has shown up to every event that we've done and always willing to give a hand. Uh, George Radford and uh, Taylor mm-hmm. Lance. Yep. Yep. Of course, they were our Urcha uh, crew. And I want to mention um, Jack. Oh, I'm going to butcher your name, Jack. Brushbill, right? That's right. Brushbill. Right? Brushbill. Yep. Now, uh, he, some of you might remember Jack was actually supposed to go to that trip, uh, to that Urcha trip, but that was the year, and he did eventually come on the show and talk about it, but that was the, he had his uh, accident with his helicopter. Done whack yep. himself. Which kept him from going. Uh, yep. And... Uh, a year, you know, a year and a half or so later, um, he, uh, I, I kept telling him that we, I'd like to get him on when he was comfortable to talk about his uh, experience. And eventually, um, he eventually did come on great him and him and Ryan, great supporters. Uh, of course they're Montana guys. So we've, uh, we've got a chance to meet, uh, personally, uh, several times and Dick over there in big timber. Uh, or Big Fork, I think it is. I get the two mixed up. There's two big, big 
somethings in Montana. Big something. Big something. <laughs> Big four, I think is what it is. Um, last, you know, I've got, I've got several names on this list, but I could go on. I really could go on and on and on. There's been so many, and, and I certainly don't mean to not mention anybody, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but, but one, there's two guys that I personally, uh, this whole experience, uh, although uh, throughout our respective podcasting careers, necessarily didn't see eye to eye and have had arguments, was Chris and Bobby uh, from the RC Today show. Um, you know, we learn from those who go before us. And they were doing this long before we were. They had, um, uh, you know, meeting Bobby. And, and Nick, you were with me when we got to meet Bobby. Oh, yeah. And... um I never, unfortunately, yet uh, have had the opportunity to meet Chris, maybe someday. But meeting Bobby was uh, an absolutely extraordinary experience for anybody who has met him. You understand what we mean because, uh, and he brought it to their show. He's infectious with um, energy and enthusiasm. And he he's just a really good guy. Um their example is what shaped my, you know, you got to, you don't, you know, when you start doing something like this, you, you kind of don't know what you're doing. So all you can do is for the lack of, of a better word, copy what those who are emulate, emulate. There you okay. go. Yeah. And then you kind of develop your own style from that. And it was, it was, uh, it was those guys that, that put me in the position by emulating what they do. One other person I want to mention, just because he gave me an opportunity to get behind a mic, uh, uh, Dicey from RC Freak. The RC, it was mm-hmm. the podcast that he was doing in conjunction with uh, Heli Freak. Uh, there's many more. I'm sure I've missed a few of you, and I apologize if I. I didn't. Uh, one last person. <laughs> I keep saying one last person because people keep popping into my head. But we've we've got a listener who I've recently become very kind of close with, and that's James Cadiz. 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 Yep. Cadiz. Cadiz. Brother Cadiz. I um, man, the guy is he's incredible, and um, we. That's the understatement of the year, man. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> I really. I feel blessed that I've gotten to know him, but I kind of feel robbed that I hadn't didn't get to know him sooner. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think that everyone in yeah. this world would feel that Needs way if to they know met James. Him. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you haven't, James, I, I don't know how to explain him. I mean, the guy is uh, he's uh, he's so thoughtful and and so. Um, enlightened is that the right word he's wise yeah well how let me put it like this selfless the man's a preacher okay if dan likes him (laughs) that almost says everything right there but you want to i here's what i really like about james is he is a preacher um but he can sit down and have a heart to heart with you 
without preaching at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. He can uh, relate to anyone. Yeah. And that is a rare it's about talent. the personal experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible guy. Yep. Uh, I definitely will be. I I don't know. I I'm going to make it happen. There's. I will. I will be around him. I will visit him somehow. He and I will be spending time at some point together. I don't know. I don't know if that means uh, a motorcycle trip to Los Angeles. Hint, hint, hint. Or you know something to that effect. But I he is he is definitely a person that will uh, be in my life for as far as I can. I can, until I piss him off so bad he doesn't want anything to do with me, which has which happened. can happen, James. <laughs> that, uh, that can happen. That has happened to me. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> so I don't know if there's anybody that you know you, that I, I haven't mentioned. I mean, all of our, you know, we definitely need to. Uh, if somebody's got a list handy, that would be great. Uh, all of our sponsors that have past and present. I know there's been so many. Um, I, I hate to leave anybody out, but we uh, one person I have left out, and I, I kind of feel bad already, is Cliff Turnbull from uh, RC Aerodyne. He was involved with the podcast. He he advertised with us for a little bit, um, and in support of uh, RCHN two was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. one, one, one. No, he was, he was the, the first. That was the first premier one. sponsor. That's right, and he had no idea what he was getting into, and he no. was supportive, yep. and he brought his whole crew out, and. Um, it's it's been a, it's been such a fun ride. There's been there's so many people. I'm missing somebody. I know it. I, I can shoot a couple of names out here. Perfect, Dan, um, Robin, and Dave from Progressive RC. Oh yeah, see, Are you man, me? they've they've kind of been I'll call them silent partners because you know they maybe maybe don't advertise quite as aggressively as as some of our other advertisers. But damn it, they have been by our side for four or five years now um and you know always coming through with a donation or something like that um you know uh let's see here Bert and Susie obviously you mentioned them most recently Alex Rose from MSH oh, yeah. Yeah. um his entire crew Brian Langston another one um yeah. just a great just a good person right good personality um, you know, going back to the fun fly and some of the listeners that we've met, Michael Ludke, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but I want to mention it again. Michael is a really special guy and it's not just because he wears pajamas. Most of the fun fly, <laughs> um, you know, he, he falls in there with the crew with Larry Schroeder, uh, Roger Nettles, another one uh, these guys are people who Michael, uh, Michael, Michael. Michael Reese, yes. yes, absolutely. Sean Hemp, the, these Sean Hempel, Hemp, yep. these these guys are people who, uh, you know, a majority of them are from the Pacific Northwest. Michael obviously is from Puerto Rico, but uh, and and Larry from Canada. But these are people who would literally, I mean, they show up to the fun fly, and the first thing out of their mouths after they shake their hand is, "What can I do to yeah. help?" Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. You know. I mean, they are very selfless in that regard. Uh, I would um, like to bring up uh, probably uh, he, he's high up there, and I've been keeping quiet about this, but this one's a big deal. Probably one person that has bailed us out of oh, yeah. more <laughs> crap than any other single person, and that is Dude Man Larry. Yeah. Yes. What, Larry oh, Kagan. What an incredible person. Uh, to yes. just step in and 
Yeah, we made an absolute mess of a website. <laughs> and I mean, it is such. And we thought it was so cool. Yeah, we, we were, were like, like, yeah, like yeah. look, guys, here's the deal. This is the I coolest think- thing ever. I get that you think it's cool, but it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to fix it. And just to come in and donate so much time. And it's such a unique, you know, it's such a unique, uh, just, it, it's not, it's unlike most businesses. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you need to do this. You need to be able to buy this. Oh, but you're also going to, push you know just ridiculous amounts of data every week and it's just really difficult and what he didn't know he learned so you know larry at superiority thank man thank you just thank you thank you thank you absolutely what a what a yeah. <laughs> craziness um <laughs> there's so many jesse can you think of anybody that we're that we're missing uh, uh so many folks. It's uh, I have two. Yeah, these are going to be my. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. You know, we've been sitting here for quite a while. It's like, was I going to say this or was I going to not? Was I going to say this? Or was I going to not? <laughs> so usually in I those situations, talking about usually in this situation, Nick ends up saying it, which is good. Um, there are two people that have. Uh, I owe a lot of drive to um, little unique situations. Those two people happen to piss me off more than any two people in this hobby, but that's not the point. I don't want to, I'm not looking to dwell on them as bad people or anything like that, but there are pivotal points where you hit in, in anything where everything becomes very clear on what your goal is. Uh, you know, we had quite the confrontation with Will at Heli Freak, mm-hmm. and as as frustrating as that was, I I really do believe that a lot of good came out of that. You know, yes, agree. we did not see eye to eye. Yes, it was very frustrating. Uh, but I got to tell you, that man lit a fire within me. Um, <laughs> you, you know, second one is uh, it's funny. Second one's Mark Ryder. I ha- oh yeah, oh, you guys mm. weren't there for that. I happened to, you know, I called Mark when we were, when we were, we were in the, you know, the forum debacle, yep. and <laughs> November two thousand twelve. Yeah, you know, uh, most of the the Heli Freak stuff was related more to Dan. Yeah, you know, and we were. I mean, no offense, Dan. We were kind of playing clean up with it. <laughs> He <laughs> was just so unreasonable that it was like, well, well oh, uh, you know, okay, whatever. Uh, but you know, I approached Mark and was like, hey, you know, we're we we are not forum people. That's not our thing. We podcast. That's that's what we do. And you know, he made a statement to me. He he said, you know, I just don't. I guess I don't see where you have anything to offer me. And I said, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. And I hung up that phone and I said, I, I, <laughs> I called Dan and I was like, all right, well, we're taking over the fucking world because uh, I have one reason for doing it. And it is just to prove anyone that says, I don't think that you have anything to offer me. 
So, you know, yeah, take that as you will. But those moments, I think those moments need to happen. You can't. The naysayers. Yeah, you have to have those. Part yes. of the legacy. You they, know, they are. I actually want to add a little bit to that because you're, you're right. Um, there was, I've learned so much from doing this podcast and a lot of it had a lot of the lessons that I learned and I think Nick you've noticed it maybe more so in the last year year and a half because you've even mentioned it um I used to not be able to let any little thing go you know I mean I mean if if, if somebody said something negative I it just ate at me it ate at me and I mean literally that's all I could think about. And I would get so worried about this, that, and the other. And, but you know, the whole Will James experience, um, you know, whatever we didn't see at eye and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I would agree that what it eventually did end up happening because of that. And, and maybe because of the way you fed off of it, Nick, but, and, and maybe I was just following suit, but it, it did kind of, it did it did give me a bit of a well okay now it's time to really dominate you know it's really time to to pick up our game and really make this happen based on being told by somebody uh, you know st- strange as, as it is we we haven't talked much recently but finless bob and i um for a while we we actually were on Skype quite a bit and having conversations and talking about those old days, you know, and we've, we've since kind of, I guess, uh, I, I, you know, we're not fast friends, but at, at the same time, we've had some really good conversations since all of that happened. But one time Bob Finless Bob told me, who are you and why do you think you can do what you're doing? And that, that was my fire and under the ass experience, you know, yeah. And and, yep. and I don't and I'm sure as Nick is saying I these it's not about rehashing a shitty old event, but it's those moments that kind of define. You know, it's that as that old saying goes: Are, are you going to define the moment, or are you going to let the moment define you? And um, it did. It did. It lit a fire to want to do something big. And here we are. And it's been incredible. <laughs> it's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing several years. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. The experiences, the friendships, um, the lessons learned, and the good times and the bad. It's It's been incredible. Um, I don't know. It's been fun. <laughs> I could keep going on and on about yeah. that, that. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it is it kind of surreal to realize that here in a few minutes we're going to be signing off for the last time? I'll be honest. It is freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thinking the same thing. Yeah, it, we. You know, we we. How how do I put it? You know if. It, Will we ever get back on the mic? No, I'm not going to say that. That we're never going to do that. Um, you know, who knows? We, we might have a reunion episode, you know, somewhere way far down the line or 
or something like that. It's just, you know, it's important to us. Yeah. To, we, we entered big, we went big. It's, it's important to us and as respect to everyone else that we, that we graciously, you know, take our hats off and, and bow out (laughs) quite honestly before we suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't basically really... what you're seeing here is us bowing out before we completely shit the yeah, bed. Yeah, I'm not this gonna is like... a result of the. Uh, so what are we gonna do in 2017 meeting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna like you know. And one thing I I I want to say um, only because it's something that Justin said in one of the meetings that we had in discussing doing what we're doing. Um, I don't, I certainly, this is touchy because I, I, I have told myself because of how everything went down with version one, um, once version two is done, that it would be unfair to try to do it again. And I'm, that's certainly not something that I, can foresee, but Justin said something in one of our meetings um, that kind of rung true to me, and it's it's. I don't consider the RCHN door permanently closed, I, and I don't say that because I want to leave the impression that we are just going to take a hiatus and maybe a year from now come back because I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. But, you know, things change. Life changes. Maybe maybe Justin, maybe Jesse, maybe Nick. Sometime down the line, they're like, hey, I, you know what? I think I got a crew that might be able to, to continue this. And I'm all for that if that's what those folks want to do. Uh, I just, I, I, I want to avoid a mistake I made when version one ended, it, it was a horrible way to end. Um, it, it was so dramatic and so matter of fact that I, it felt, I almost, and I've never really said this, but in starting up the, one of the reasons I hesitated so long in starting up version two was I, I didn't, I really felt like the way I, ended version one it's like this this is cheesy you know what are you doing this is cheesy but what i'm what what i'm trying to say is it making sense to to anybody yeah no i I I got you yeah no i I get it i I get it i'm certainly not saying that i'm and i don't want to get anybody's hopes up but rchn is going to be an entity that you know i'm going to protect the name because we don't want anybody else grabbing it. I don't see any reason the Facebook page should go anywhere because we're still going to be doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You you will see probably uh, the occasional post or who knows, maybe frequent posts from Justin as he's doing the Speed Cup stuff or maybe Jesse next month gets, you know, just is like all about flying and he's just wanting to post pictures. Explodes my heli yeah, and he, as I crash it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and... And Sage, maybe he's going to be posting stuff. You know, the thing is, that's that's kind of what I want to leave it at. I it in my mind, RCHN two is in the books. 
but that doesn't version mean, 2.0 is in the books. It's in the books. Yep. 262 episodes. I agree. But yeah. RCHN is more than just yeah. a podcast. Uh, RCHN is <laughs> it's 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 an essence. Nation. Yeah, it's a nation. It's a culture. It's a it culture, really is. Dan. So and yeah. that's why we feel so strongly about keeping the fun fly going. So maybe that's what that's all that it is from here on out. That could and be. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, Who knows? Exactly. So yeah, take you know that. I I just I want people that are I'm hoping that over the course of the last couple hours, um, kind of maybe some some disbelief and shock and disappointment has been subsided, in the understanding that, you know, we as a group of, of friends are are friends from here on forward and, and possibly stronger friends because we've gone through this as a group and, and we were able to, to come to this decision as a group and survived and, and we're here and I'm at Nick's right now and I have plans to come back here many times in the summer. And I would suspect that we're going to get together and do some flying maybe privately. Yeah. Uh, maybe it doesn't necessarily mean we're all going to be going to every fun fly. You know, we, we have our lives to lead, but it's a good thing. It's a celebration of RC Heli Nation, and it's been a fantastic ride. Fantastic. You're here. So that Indeed. being the case, I would suspect that we're going to keep the emails going. I don't see any reason to shut those down. I mean, that may change. Um, but for the meantime, why don't we do some emails? Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would catch me at nick at rchelination.com. Or catch me on my recently highly ignored <laughs> Nicklin RCHN Facebook page. Give me about a week to get off. <laughs> I've been really bad. Oh, when I said I was going to take a couple weeks off, yeah. I really took, took a, a couple, couple weeks, weeks off. off. So <laughs> give me a little bit. Not trying to ignore you guys. I'll get all caught back up. How about you, Justin? You could reach me at Justin at rchelination.com or Justin Pucci on the forums or Facebook. I will definitely continue to communicate with uh, everyone and, and to the best of my ability, answer questions and help out. And before, Jesse, you give me your email, Justin, I think this is an opportune time for you to, to maybe say a few words about your, your Speed Flying Association and, and how you are going to remain visibly public in the eye of the hobby um, through that. How How can listeners reach you through that entity and and uh web pages and all that good information yeah so model heli speed flying association mhsfa or as nick likes to call it misfa misfa uh misfa mhsfa.org justin at mhsfa.org is my email address um i will absolutely continue to be active in that 2017 is going to be Hopefully, if all goes well, a big year for us. Um, we're going to try to do our own event. We're going to get real official memberships going. Um, as as Nick and Dan sort of alluded to, you know, we'll see how the RCHN Funfly goes. RCHN five is absolutely on. We uh, plan to continue to do it, but uh, as as a means to potentially infuse funding into future RCHN events. Um, MISFA might get involved. We'll see how that goes. Um, and so, yeah, if you're interested in speed, 
Uh, as always, please feel free to get in contact with me either at the RCHN address or the MISFA address or on Facebook or on the forums. And I want to say one other thing before, Jesse, and I'm not trying <laughs> trying to not get you to get your email, but uh, Nick mentioned we're going to put up a donation tab on our webpage when it's all uh, ready. Um, there's some work that has to be done. I want to encourage, and, and we've, throughout the life of the show, we've never asked for donations. We, 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 it just, we just, not that we were above it. It's just something we never did. Moving forward, um, uh, I am, I am going to be involved with the fun fly with Justin and Nick and Jesse to some extent, I, th- I think are planning to be involved as well. Um, I would encourage you because we, you know, the fun fly itself is no longer going to be able to depend on advertising dollars that, that the podcast was bringing in. Um, don't ask for donations, but if you're so inclined and you want to help support that, there will be an opportunity for you to do that as well. So just a, just a little plug. How's that sound? Jesse, yep. how about you if I wanted to get in touch with you? You could reach me at jesse at rchelionation.com or you can catch me on Facebook and I'll still be on the forums. I am Dan. You could reach me at dan at rchelionation.com, danrchn on Facebook. And Dan, if you needed to reach Mr. Mole, you could email him at... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking yeah, right. I'm not going to tell you That's a secret that's going to go down. Dang. We almost did it, but what about Ken? Ken at rchelionation.com. Absolutely. Here's what I would like you to do. I, I mean, a lot of you have done it, but Ken has been so instrumental and has put so much time and effort into that into uh, what he does as far as handling the shirts, handling the citizen registrations. Um, send him a thank you for me. I mean, the guy has put in a lot of time, and his pay sucks just as bad as ours. Because um, <laughs> I, I know Ken is disappointed um, because, you know, Ken is very selfless, and he, he, he wanted to ease burdens on the four of us anywhere he could. And he would take up any task um, that we, we either didn't have time for or just couldn't handle for whatever reason. And, and Ken, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that. And I can't, I can't believe we're saying it, but guys, this has been episode 262. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. And this is the RCHN crew Passing the torch on to the next group of yahoos that choose to decide this <laughs> this pastime. We wish you the best of luck, and I will say um, there are a few podcasts out there, guys. Freefall RC is an up-and-coming podcast. Um, give them a listen if uh, you're so inclined. Bert and Bobby are doing one as well. There are several shows out there, and I would encourage anybody out there if you are so inclined, now's the time. Pick up the torch and run with it. Have a good season, guys. Frickin' get me all choked up over here. Been a pleasure, guys. Keep flying. Thanks for everything. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. 
On behalf of all the guys and myself, we thank you for all your support. We truly enjoyed having you. We just hope you enjoyed being had. Now I know what you're thinking, but I assure you there's absolutely nothing wrong. It's just that time, folks. Now there's no word in the nation's language base for goodbye. So we will leave you with a farewell and a see you later. Best wishes from all of us. Keep flying and many happy landings to you. I'm Ken Salloway, signing off for the nation. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life.